Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 Fez Show. Phone lines are open. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Last night, we were in a madhouse as I hosted this uh, Queen um, reunion tour that they're doing. And I don't know why the board in this place doesn't match up with D.C., but for some reason I was running the whole show blind where I couldn't hear the songs or the cues. But I got to say this, the Queen guys came by, came through like professionals. Uh, doing a big, big uh, summer tour. Go over to LiveNation.com to check that out, LiveNation.com. I thought I'd have Shelby in here to ask him about it because I put Shelby on the phones last night, and uh, we found out the real big difference between people who call uh, talk radio as opposed to people who call music radio. You guys are much better callers. Shelby was uh, running the the filter for me so we would get the best calls up, and um, at no point did he feel comfortable that we were going to be getting great questions from the Queen people, because they just wanted to say, I saw you in 1978, you guys just rocked ass. A lot of people saw Queen in the 70s, and they want everybody to know about it. Their personal story is so damn important to them. Their personal story is so, you know, it just means the world to them. 
uh, that they need everyone to hear it. And I don't know, maybe if I was their cousin, I'd want to hear about it. But th- these guys are in Queen. They've done a million shows. They've been, you know, they've done these shows, and they're not going to remember what exactly happened at the Lakeland Civic Center in 1977. Um, very, very funny. But really, really good time. I I wish I had more time to teach rock listeners how to call in and talk to their idols. Maybe I could teach a course, like one of those night courses that they do, the adult education courses, where you just say, look, if you get the opportunity to ask a rock star something, here's the direction to go into to get them to tell you... um, Something fun. Hey, Rocco. I'm sorry, Fez. What is it, buddy? I just want to let everyone know that Encore uh, airings of Live and Unscripted with Queen and Adam Lambert happening this weekend on Classic Vinyl. That's Channel 26. Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow and Sunday at noon. All right. Good listings. Uh, We got the listings up. Um, But, yeah, if you get the chance to hear that. And it was really... uh, Really cool to hang out with those uh, guys last night. And, um, you know, the the other craziness out of all that is that these guys flew... They came into New York, announced that they were doing this tour. You know, Rolling Stone came in, all these different things. And, you know, I mean, they're in their 60s now, other than Adam. But then they got on a plane and flew back to England last night. It's crazy. It's like, well, that's it. I wanted to sleep in my own bed tonight, so off I go. Wild, wild. I had no idea the Adam Lambert love of people in the music business. Like, people that were hanging out here that, you know, do different things. They love that kid. They're crazy about him, and the Queen guys love him. Yeah, a lot of the calls just, hey, this guy's like great to be taken over for Freddie Mercury. If anybody could, it's him. It's really weird, too, of like how many people just want to know, are you going to do any of your s- solo stuff? And you're like, this isn't his solo tour, dude. <laughs> He's playing the Queen songs. Handsome Johnny, are you Queen guy? Oh, yeah, definitely. You should have been hanging out last night, dude. They were surrounded, man. They were everywhere. I couldn't get near them. Yeah, they were. It was uh, it was a very big deal uh, when they came in. Um, and, you know, I had done stuff with Brian May before, and he's like the sweetest uh, guy in... Uh, he's just like the sweetest guy in the world. That sometimes, like, when you're talking to him, you'll forget, like, oh, man, this is one of the great guitar players ever. Ever, but he's so humble, and like I brought up uh, to him and Roger Taylor, I'm like, you know, Live Aid '86. That was one of the great rock performances of all time. Every rock band in the world is playing in in London and Philly, and they did some kind of you know shit before where you know they they pulled people who stole the day, and Queen had something like a majority of the votes out of like. A hundred bands. And he's like, well, that's very kind of you to say. And I'm like, dude, I'm not being kind to you. I'm giving you rock facts right fucking now. That was one of the great... (laughs) I I was watching it on TV, and I'd never seen... You know, they're playing in Wembley. I never saw an audience choreograph with the band that way. 
It was about as close to Hitler as you could possibly get. The people in England are so different to us. They will go into a packed stadium and stand there from morning to night and not take a piss or go get a beer. They just stand in their little spot all fucking day. We're here in this country. People are getting up and down and telling each other to sit down. They're much more orderly. Um, here is... Um, all right, let's go over to Joe. Joe, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Million bucks. How you doing? Good. Hey, well, I'm stupid. You obviously didn't watch Sirens last night. Um, I was wondering if any of your guys did. Bobby Kelly was supposed to be on. And 10 minutes into the show, USA cut it off and put on Vikings for the rest of the show. Wow, I have no Bobby, idea this. Bobby, I don't know if it was just in Chicago or if it was just a Dish Network thing, but yeah, 10 minutes into the show, it just went blank, and then Vikings. Well, the beauty of all this is they put up everything like on demand now. Like Whatever you miss, you'll be able to see. You know, It wasn't that long ago where you would go, oh shit, I missed Saturday Night Live, but you could see Anything, almost any time you want these days. Very true. Yeah. And I, and one other thing, just adding on to that, um, I grew up in England. And, yeah, we all stood in those stands, but that's why we brought our little brothers and little sisters, and they went and got our beers, and then we just peed in the cups afterwards. I mean, I see people, though, like... Uh they could never get in and out of those crowds. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, no movement. You, 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 you go to Wembley, you're not moving. You, you're standing. You are just standing with your neck up, and they blow up in the morning. They're going crazy at night. They're, you know, they have a more of appreciation of music over there than we do. It's like you're in one of those massive Atlanta snow traffic jams. Just, yeah, we're not going anywhere Nothing for a while. moves. Nothing moves at all. And there's so much more positive about it. I went to, you know, I grew up going to shows in Philly, and I'm like, well, where do I want to stand so when the fight breaks out, I'll be in the best pos- You have to go to a show in Philly and think like Patton. Like, what is the military uh, attitude that I need to have here? What's my strategy for this show? I can get flanked by these barricades here. And, <laughs> and like, let's see, where are they going to be throwing M80s from? I saw more M80s hit the fucking stage growing up. And they would throw them... I, I, I was at an Aerosmith show that had to be shut down halfway through because an M80 went right in fucking Steve Perry's face. And then everyone cheered while he grabbed his face. And then when he walked off, everyone booed. And I'm like, what is wrong with you fucking animals? You're bombing the band that we all paid to Literally see. Literally bombing yeah. them. And you're doing it out of excitement and fun. Um... Rocco. Hey, Rocco, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I got a spy report for you guys. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Yeah. Apparently, according to EastsideDaveCountry.com, he is no longer part of the Sirius XM station. Well, he, yeah, he still will be doing his podcast on a weekly basis. Well, what the fuck? You can't give him an hour? What do you mean? I can't give him an hour? Well, not you, but... Yeah. I mean, Sirius XM, he's awesome. Yeah, we all think he's great. Everybody loves him. And, uh, you know, it just... Uh, they He parted ways with Sirius XM. But the podcast, again, like we were talking about, the podcast is available to everybody. So, 
Maybe now we'll have time to do even more podcasts and expand on that. But Dave is a fantastic talent, and uh, everyone I know here is a big fan of his work. And, of course, uh, I would have him back on anytime he wants to come in. And um, I would have Chris talk about it right now, but he's taking a, a couple of days off as well. He wasn't in yesterday and not in uh, to today. He's got to take care of some personal stuff. But, yeah, you will still be able to go over and listen to uh, Eastside Dave. Uh, he's on the Ridecast. And always go over to eastsidedavecountry.com to keep updated with him. Um, Jake, you're on the Run of Fest show. Um, hey, Ron, what's up? Hey, buddy. Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Dave. By the way, you sound like a million bucks. You sound like a million two. A million oh. point two. Oh, thank you. I'm so flattered. Um, I have a, fest- uh, a question for Fez. Is he there? He's right here. Go ahead, sir. Um, I have a um, character that I do for my radio show, which is called Cooler Talk with Jacob. If you want to check that out on Facebook, you can go ahead and do that. But I have a character that I do basically in honor of you. So is, um, let me try to get into it real quick. Hi, everybody. This is Todd, the Buccaneers fan. I'm Todd. I'm a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, as you can see. I... I'll say this. I'm personally blown away because I thought Fez went into the other room and was just fucking with me. No, that <laughs> was this guy mocking my voice. Hang out. on, hang on. Wait, which one of you was Wait. saying this? Me, Fezzy. From that Facebook show? No. Stop talking at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> just one of you guys talk. I'm talking right now. Fez. Caller, stop. We need to hear Fez. <laughs> Sorry, Fez. Todd? <laughs> I'm fucking weirded out. Seriously. This shit just got Twilight Zone on me. Todd, the Buccaneers fan, read your list. Um, well, I obviously have a... Fezzy? I like to do Jersey no. 15. How do you do that? I'm not doing it. It's this guy who's trying to mock me out. Caller, please. I'm talking to Fez. I am Fez. Do you throw your voice like a ventriloquist? No. You want to do a Fezzy and George act, where you just go around (laughs) and you have, like, little Fez with you. Or Fez Jr. The dummy's on the phone. Let's not call our fucking audience dummies. They're nice people. Human being. I tell you, I am so happy that talk radio fans know how to call and get to a point. And a lot of them last night, too, I think they think, like, if you want them to answer your question, you hang, hold your phone just right out the window while you're driving. It just sounds like you're all in a wind tunnel. <laughs> and they were calling at crazy amounts. You know what I mean? They all wanted to talk to Queen. The phones are, like, blowing up, and we're actually going through phone problems. because. But they don't know how to just get on the phone and ask a question. And we take that for You know, we just think of that as normal because we have talk radio people calling. So you're saying they don't know how to use the phone. <laughs> One guy, I had to say your phone's upside down. Just turn it the other way. Oh, hang on now. I got it now. Uh, um, do you remember when you were in Queen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> was was Freddie Mercury in that band, too, with you? 
That band, uh, I think the probably Queen was the last of the glams. The last, you know, I don't think we had any more glam bands after Queen. They were pretty much the glammiest. I don't know. I wouldn't say they were the glammiest. Bowie, T-Rex, Roxy Music. But they, they definitely hit bigger in, in America than anyone ever did. Um, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B., you're one of the best there is, man. But how Thank you. do you sit back and let Eastside Dave leave the channel, but Fez keeps a show? I don't get it. So this is a morality question for me. That's interesting, yeah. a morality question. How do I live with myself knowing I live on a, on a planet filled with horror? <sighs> well, I do have a big screen TV, and that helps me relax. There's cigars. that wall-mounted? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. That'd yeah. help. I wall-mount. I wall-mount from Walmart. No, if you said, how do I live with myself, you would be saying that about most things. Like, how do you live with yourself knowing that there's, like, African kids that are naked until some NFL team doesn't fucking win a championship and then they send them the old shirts? I mean, how does any American live with themselves? There's no <laughs> fairness on, on the planet. I walk past homeless people every day. Step over How them. do I live myself? And actually say to them, watch it. Your fucking puke is almost on my shoes. I don't like that cardboard. <laughs> I stepped too close to it. I actually wouldn't mind putting together a course for some of these homeless people of how they could better brand and market themselves. Get off. First of all, um, you know what I normally say to homeless people? I live here. You know what I mean? Don't be asking me for money. Get it from these fucking rubes. You know, look for somebody with a fucking balloon and cotton candy and work your act on them. Look, I know you need money for weed, but that's kind of played out right it now. It is. You're doing a hack fucking bit. Maybe Me we could do a thing where we sell signs, like really cool signs to homeless people. You need to do that. <laughs> need money for bitcoins. I saw, a homeless, that. I saw a homeless guy, and it had like, uh, I'm starving, need money, and he was holding it up on an iPad. He just had his iPad <laughs> going. How do you get that Wi-Fi, sir? You know, how do you live with yourself is a question you, you never want to let sink into your consciousness. Handsome Johnny, good news for you. We got some cam girls coming in. I heard. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Are you a cam girl guy? I've, and I've seen it. I've come across it on the internet. By mistake, though, because you're of trying course. to watch porn and the, and and the, and the cam girl pops way. up. And I don't have time for that. Um, yeah, I want you to put your thumb in your butt while you're rubbing your panties on your mouth. Thank you. You're suddenly on your, like, screen here, like, <laughs> ding, ding, like, hey, honey, where's that coming from? This is awkward. Oh, I didn't know you were live. Excuse me. Did she see me? Um, Charlie. Anyway, late that evening, it wasn't even sundown, he decided it was a good time to invite me over for dinner, which I got a problem with, right? Because I'm thinking about Marty's wife and his two kids and how it's his daughter's birthday, and I know there's nothing I can do with it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but I'm going to have a drink. People out here, it's like they even know the world outside exists. Might as well be living on the fucking moon. There's all kinds of ghettos in the world. It's all one big ghetto, man. Giant gutter in outer space. <laughs> 
Uh, Matt, Matt and Queens, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies, Ryan, sound like a million bucks. Thank you. Um, I have a spy report. Eastside Dave was let go for peeing in the sink and not in the urinal in the bathroom. Well, this, you know, if the urinals are filled up, I'm using the sink. I don't care what anybody says because I like to be in and out of there. Got things to do. You know what? I am going to pull the curtain back. Um, Eastside Dave, who we all love, was a uh, part of this uh, show for a few years and then went on and did um, Sunday nights here. He had to be let go because Fez needed fresh grapefruit for his cocktails and it was a budgetary job. I don't want everyone to put this on Fez, no. but that's what it came down to. Fez, when you think about it, how do I live with myself? Um, I, In a list. Like, come up with a list of all the ways that I live with myself. Well, you're, um, you, you do very well with uh, the good things in life. Oh, Jesus. Is that even me? And finding the good things in life. That's how you live with yourself. Huh? I just said taking it day by day. Finding the that's why finding stay, the good things. That's the only way to stay sober. All right, for the next hour, I'm not going to use fifty nine more minutes to go. Find some good things. Well, you look out for the good things in life. Grapefruit. <laughs> These are fresh. I had them fl- flown up. Ron Bennington. He. You will be missed. He was always looking for the good things in life. <laughs> this is back to my eulogy yeah. that Fez put together that day. He liked the good things in life. Here's the list of the good things he liked. <laughs> Music. Movies. <laughs> Food. I'll just leave him to sit and sink it the next time he's having a panic attack in the booth. Who's him? Shelby. You paint a story. You know what I mean? Like this, the microphone is your canvas. And the color of the words that you use. You had a panic attack in there, Shelby? I just wasn't sure of like one thing. What was it? Uh, I didn't want to take the ONA show off the air, so I was just like after it ended. And I was you it. haven't been trained properly, is what you're saying. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Shelby, if people always wonder, hey, what would a cockroach sound like if it talked? That's it right there. If I was doing an animation show and we had a cockroach character, I would go like this. I'd have his big giant cigar, too, and I'd, just, I'd be at like the Acme Animation Factory, and I'd go like this Get me, Shelby. Would that put me in SAG or? I was going to say the. I was going to say something to rhyme with SAG, but we're getting <laughs> off to a bad morning here. Grapefruit, Johnny, handsome Johnny, have you missed the love? I have. This just brings me all back. It's so many memories. I'm I'm loving this. Can I tell you something? I don't even feel like you guys down the hall are in radio. You're all on computers. 
<laughs> Constantly. It seems like that. Like I feel like when people give tours of like all these suits and bigwig CEOs, they just see us in jeans sitting down by a computer. But I thought we got into radio so we wouldn't have to do things like sit at a desk and type things into a computer. <laughs> I thought that was the entire point of radio. It slowly shifted back in that direction. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. You guys look like worker drones. Yeah. I know. We get studio time. That's I saw Florentine down there one day, and I just screamed at him, get out. <laughs> get out. You've already... Don't let yourself get drug into this world. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to find my way around. Um, here's uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, wouldn't you consider the darkness a glam band? That's a very good point, but are they serious, the darkness? I can't tell whether they mean it or their spinal tap. Are they even yeah, together anymore? I don't, I don't even think even, they are. I don't know if it's an impersonation or if they really do mean it, so that's a good point. See, that's the thing. If they really, like the bands that I'm talking about, meant it. Like fucking Freddie Mercury didn't think he was being ironic when he came out uh, with like uh, a crown on his head and a robe. He's like, this is fucking cool. I'm serious. I really am the queen. He didn't know it was supposed to be a joke. Um, here's Aaron. Aaron, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie? You sound great, man. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, give me just a second here. There's a guy named Salim Lemucci. He uh, basically uh, was an occult rock, I want to say pioneer. Um, guy killed himself, I believe, at the age of 34 a couple days ago. Um, he was in a band called The Devil's Blood, which... You, you would think like there's some crazy hardcore metal band, but they're really like the psychedelic kind of throwback to, I, I can't even explain now, but they're really good. But Salim Lamucci and his enemies was his new band. Um, to get a feel of what he really sounds like, there's a song called Thistle, and you can find it on YouTube, all his stuff's on YouTube. But um, he, he was truly satanic. I mean, to go off what you guys are talking about, what bands really believe, this guy really, you know, believed and what he believed in, and not like, you know, uh, the Satan that you would believe in, you know, under the ground. He just lived a different path, and uh, there's, you know, some small documentaries Seemed on like him. Seemed like it worked YouTube. out for him. Well, no, it was his plan all along, which is weird. He was even, like, there was this YouTube video, he's like, you know, I was going to kill myself, and then there was more music to make, and he goes, and I don't think, uh, you know, my time on this earth should be, you know, told told to me by anybody when I should die. I know, but do you really want to not see the last episode of True Detective? <laughs> Let's see if it pays off. I don't know, man. You guys got to listen to him. I'm going to do a, a little thing on my podcast about him tonight. But um, I'll try to listen. Guys, uh, Thistle's a good song. Uh, Salim Lamucci and his enemies. Um, no, I'm, I'm just going to listen to you. Are you going to play some of the music tonight? I'm going to play some music and talk about him. All right, what's your yeah. podcast? Uh, Android Virus and Sean. All right, I'll be listening. <laughs> we do uh, live, by the way. Thanks, uh, man. Peace. Oh, as a matter of fact, I was supposed to do this thing for Hop's podcast, send it out to my team. Nobody uh, remembered me. I was supposed to wish him a happy fifth anniversary with his podcast. So I'll just say it here. And then if he wants to capture that and take it, it's up to him. But I did. I sent it out to everybody on my team, and they all said, all right, got it. 
Nobody reminded me. No, I wasn't joking. I meant it. Um, Tim, you're on the Run and Fez show. Tim in North hey, Dakota. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Hey, buddy. Um, I'm calling in. Uh, I talked to a lot of uh, rock stars stuff over the radio, and they might be giving us a bad name, you know? Some of the really good questions, like, um, I don't know if you remember, I called in about five or seven years ago to your show, and we talked. You were interviewing uh, that one guy. Uh, he was in the movie. And it was great conversation for mm. almost a good 40 seconds. I do remember um, this. This is the weirdest yeah, fucking uh, thing, dude. This was like seven years ago, right? You called in yeah, for some uh, guy that was in a movie. Five or, nine, five or nine years ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was just... In the movie. Dude, I've been looking everywhere for you. You're so fucking strong. And I was telling Shelby, I go, we got to get a hold of that guy. He gives really great calls. He called like nine years yeah. ago. And Shelby's like, well, how am I supposed to find him? And I go like this. Google Earth him. Yeah. Go, you know, yeah, just Google. Shelby, this guy's fucking amazing. I he would have been it. great for Queen last night. I was searching the archives, too. I like was the, so close. Yeah. The, just go back to the thing. The rock star that was in a movie that I talked to nine years ago. Uh-huh. It's a fucking okay. great call came in. But, and he started off with, I just want to say, big fan, thanks for taking my call. You know uh, what I mean? That's great. And then he ended. I'll never forget how he ended. All right, I'll hang up and, and listen for your answer. Ooh. That man's a visionary. Yeah, he's good. He's good. I miss uh, Phone Fez. He was my favorite caller today. Phone Fez. Phone Todd. PT. Todd's your real name? Yes, Todd. It's my real name. Why did my you birth f- name. Why did you fucking change it? It's a great name. It's like the same as Todd Rundgren. You go Todd with, um, with fucking uh, two Ds? Yeah, two Ds. I'd only use one D. And I put the two O's in, and I changed the fucking T to G, and I'd always tell people, I'm good. (laughs) And you are? I'm good. I'm good. That's how I changed, because in my mind, I was born in Florida. (laughs) And then I'd be like this all the time. It's hot and humid. Hey, did a gator take a baby? You never been down to Florida before, Shelby? Never. You gotta fucking go with good. Fucking good Watley will take you down there sometime. It's fucking unbelievable. Nice to meet you. I'm good. <laughs> the women will all call you darling. What's that? The women will all call you darling, Shelby, if you go down there with me. Sounds good. It's the weirdest fucking statement I've ever heard. I was thinking about giving myself a radio name because I'm not a fan of Shelby myself. Shelby's a seriously, I mean, is a girl's name, and yeah. then the fact that you're Shelby Lynn, having Lynn as a last name, makes it sound like. Um, here's what I would do if my name was good too. I'd always be like this, I, like if I worked as a waitress down south, my name was good, and they say, "What's good today?" I go, "Me, I'm good," and you know, until they finally figured it out. Um, here's uh, Mark. Mark, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, Ron, how you doing today? Yeah. I just want to tell you I'm a big fan of your show. I love listening to it every day That's on my good. way to work. Yeah. And I just want to let you know, brother, you are uh, sitting on a gold mine. Velvet gold mine. 
you got a gold mine there with Fez, man. I say, you know, I, I just, uh, I know a lot of people like to shoot him down. He's fucking unbelievable. Is, this is a but, velvet. Uh, By the way, did we get Michelle's song? She told me she was doing some songs for us. I never got that from her. I seem like you It wasn't her, done yet. You and her don't talk as much as you used to. Um, am I sitting on a gold mine or a good mine? Yeah, send Johnny in here. I don't know why you would go to the booth first. I want John, Hard Rock Johnny came in here. He's the person who came up with the name Hard Rock Cafe. He invented it himself, and he takes full credit. He must be sitting on a good mine. Look who it is. Hard Rock Johnny's keeping the fucking weight off. He looked tremendous, my friend. Well, thank you. I, I love the goatee. I've heard the stories of it and been regaled in the stories, but... Uh, I don't know who you're hearing it from. I think when you walked into ONA that morning, they talked about it. Oh, okay. Uh, here's Mike in Kentucky. You're on the Run Fest show. Yeah, Ron. I wanted to tell you that I, I saw Queen in 1979, 1981, and that guy Freddie Mercury came out on somebody's shoulders and Superman's shoulders, and then he started playing with his cake <laughs> It's actually not that different than the kind of callers you get on rock radio. When I, um, and I'm not fucking kidding about, these are actual true true calls I would take when I was in uh, Florida. We'd be doing the show, and we'd always get calls like this. Hey, boys, I just want to give you a call. (laughs) My brother laid down his harlot last night and was torn to pieces. And he had his baby girl up on the handles. And her head was ripped off her shoulders and went rolling down the street. <laughs> and I was just wondering, could you play Freebird <laughs> in honor? No matter what happened to these people, they would ask for fucking Freebird. I got married last night, and I was wondering, for one last time, you played a free bird. And you'd have to say to him, okay, I know you're fucking inbred. <laughs> we just played Freebird. You heard Freebird 30 seconds ago. Can you at least play the live version? Or the dead one when they, when Rossington Collins was just playing with no singing at all. And there'd be a spotlight on an empty microphone stand. <laughs> Can you sing it for him? He can't do it himself. <laughs> You're playing a song by a colored guy. <laughs> the song was Foxy Lady. That colored guy was Jimi Hendrix. Yeah! Could you play Freebird instead? <laughs> well, we're playing Freebird right now. Could you put it on, too, so we could hear double Freebirds? I'm like, you fucking guys love Freebird down here. You fucking love it. It's a good song by them Skinner boys. They thought they would be w- w- witty by saying Skinner boys. West side, best side. Oh, they're crazy about it down there. Tabitha in Georgia, you're on the Manifest Show. Hi, how are you? Wonderful to hear you guys. Yeah, it is good. Um, my question is this. Um, what's the best way for me to get into the music industry uh, as a singer? What should I do first? 
Well, if I was you, I mean, do, what town do you live in? Uh, Thomaston, Georgia. All right, great. And any? Um, where, do you know? Do you know the Zach Brown band? Yeah. Coy uh, Bowles, the yeah. guitarist. He lives there. All right, so well, that's fantastic. So, here's what you do: the next time they come to town, blow a roadie and see if you can get backstage. <laughs> <laughs> or have it's... you already tried that? No. <laughs> now, the best way to start in the industry, and, and Johnny's here from the Hard Rock Cafe, and you've booked shows oh, yeah. all over the world. I would start at the bottom and then work my way up. I, I think that's the best that's way. That's always the best way for most things. My advice would be not to get into the music business. You don't think so? It's just so <laughs> difficult. Well, I'm a... I'm a truck driver, so, you know. This uh-huh. has been one of my she could drive her own. Could, she could be roadie for herself. <laughs> she could be her own roadie. Yeah, that's yeah. Kinda, that could save some money. And they're always looking to save a couple of bucks. Um, right. It is, it's, it's a tough, tough industry to get into. Don't listen to him. It's an easy (laughs) business, and it's easy to get gold records. Now, what kind of music do you uh, sing, Tabitha? Ballads, mostly. Ballads. All right, why don't you just, because we've got Johnny here from the Hard Rock Cafe in New York City, uh, located right in Times Square. Um, Okay. Why don't you sing him a ballad? Like we'll ma- we'll turn this into kind of Ron Fez Idol and just sing. Oh my God. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, just sing okay. him a ballad. Sure. Um, do you have anything you like in particular? Freebird. <laughs> oh no, thank you. <laughs> I don't have the voice for that. Okay. Um, something more along the lines of maybe. Um, and mind you, I'm driving, so. Yeah, that's every. You, can I tell you? Elvis was a <laughs> truck driver. Elvis Presley was a truck driver. See, this this could be your niche, though. This is like your little niche. You're the singing truck driver. I don't know if there has been one of those yet in in the rock world. Seriously, Elvis. Especially I just fe- told you. Well, female though. A uh, female would have been Lyndall Bronstein. <laughs> <laughs> and Joni Mitchell, she worked on a loading dock, but she couldn't get her trucker's license. All right, so oh, what, wow. you've got to have a go-to song, don't you, Tabitha? You've been on my mind now, and I grow from there every day, losing myself in time, oh, just thinking... How your face, God only knows why it's taking me so long to let my doubts go. Cause you're the only one that I want. I'm stopping right there. Unbelievable. That was amazing. Maybe a little pitchy, but uh, no, not pitchy no, at no all. Pitchy. I just go. They always say that. They always say that on every show. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was really, really. Let good. me tell you something. If we were on any show, I'd vote her through. I think she has an amazing voice. I'm teared up, and then also, and this has never happened before. Pre cum. So <laughs> tears and pre cum. I actually farted a little bit during it. It was so good. <laughs> that was nice. Lots of Johnny, stuff coming you out. Are, seriously, take her under your wing. Take Tabitha under I your might, wing. I, I think I might be able She to. was fantastic. Do you drive up north ever? Are you strictly a Georgia driver? No, I'm actually right now. We're going to Colorado. We're going to Denver. Okay. You, Do me a favor. Get me some herb. <laughs> Is that, <laughs> she's she have a problem with that? She's hauling that. We what? I love her. I love Tabitha. I would vote her on to. You're going to Los Angeles. Why don't you just bring her to New York and have oh, her put no. on a show? I asked if she ever drives up here. You she just, said no. She goes to Colorado. You fly her in. You got that giant Hard Rock budget. My jet. I'll go get the Hard Rock jet to pick you up. I actually just left New York. Uh, 
we went through New York. We went all the way up to Connecticut, you know, and then we came from there. We're on our way to Denver. So, I mean, then we're going back to Tennessee. No, I love hearing about where you're driving. What are you hauling? It's really exciting. Uh, just anything and everything. Hauling ass, my friend. Hauling <laughs> ass. Tabitha, uh, you're wonderful, darling. Thank you so much for calling us. Thank you for letting me do my little thing. That was right. awesome of you. All right. Peace. Bye. Uh, Tim, uh, North Carolina, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, uh, can I speak to Ron Seacrest? <laughs> oh no! Never mind. This, I thought this was the radio version of American Idol. For it kind of is. Kind of hey, is today. I, I can rap for y'all. Drop. Yeah, I love to. Yeah, I love to hear your rap. <laughs> no, look, yeah, y'all were talking about Freebird, <laughs> man. Every, uh, look, that was that was my class song when I graduated. No, come on. Now, by the way, what year did you I graduate? Swear. I graduated in 98. All right, so you used the 25-year-old <laughs> fucking song. It's <laughs> the South. Yeah. Fucking eight-minute hey, class song. The, hey, it was better than the, the class before me uh, was I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly. <laughs> That's good. Solid. But at least, though, it, it put you in a certain right? time, <laughs> you know? The school colors and then, were yellow. Because hey, no, he pissed, right? Yeah. It's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, Sick look, reference, I, I dude. Sick <laughs> fucking reference. Seriously. I, I really, I got to go, man, because I can't serenade y'all like Tabitha. But okay, man. Look, hey, class of 9-8, still flying out paper. All right. Hey, 9-8 forever. You know something? This is it. We're getting out of school right at the beginning. I mean, here we are, 26 years old. Looking at that future. Spreading our wings like a free bird. We're all off to junior college now. Things are changing. <coughs> Being a class Victorian of 1998, when I stand here in front of that Confederate flag to look out there and see my parents and four of my five kids all sitting here together. <laughs> it makes me feel good. Hold the neighborhood, kids. Keep it white. <laughs> um, here's Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Run of Fest show. Kevin. Hey, uh, my cat Bubbles sings Freebird. Hmm. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, baby. Go ahead. No, just go ahead. Come on, we were just doing it for the the screener. Come on, Freebird. Just just a chorus. Oh, she she got her lighter up. Is that help? <laughs> yeah, it's good. She's got a lighter lift. Freebird. 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 Free Freebird. Kiss. Kiss, 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 free bird. I throw you off the fall. <laughs> um, Austin wants to talk to you, Johnny. Okay. Austin, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Johnny, I'm glad I got you on the horn, so I don't have to go all the way up the chain. 
That's good. Uh, listen, I come by the other day and I ask Earl, because he's my server, I said, are there any spicy steaks? And he said, yeah. And then I get the fucking plate and he brings me Frank's Red Hot. What the fuck? <laughs> you get these kind of complaints all I the do. time. Mostly about Earl, which is weird. You know, Tim Sabian took somebody out last night for a spiky, spicy steak. Who wants to guess? Um, that was Watley. I will say Opie and Anthony finally got their spicy steaks. Nope. Hmm. Fido. Fido, no. That's, that's the dumbest thing. Why, why throw away something like that? Johnny, do you have a guess? I have no clue. I think he bought it for himself. Bought Took it himself, himself out for a nice little steak. Pepper Hicks. All of you are wrong. He had a lovely night out with Mr. Jeffrey Gurian, who jumps around. Wow. This is what they played when they came in. (laughs) (laughs) This is my song because I jump around all the time. You know? I jump from one place to the other. I just keep jumping around. This is a better class song than fucking free (laughs) (laughs) You remember that bird still flies. Maybe the plane went down, but the bird still flies. Distracted by the guy in the cow jacket. Sorry. I know we're gonna have uh, Fezzi turn off all the TVs so it won't be distracting. Oh, and now there's I, a wrestler. I know people have ADD. I got it, Johnny. People have ADD. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to turn them off. It's okay. Um, Ted, <laughs> Ted in Rhode Island. You're on the Run Fez show. Love Rhode Island. Hey guys, been listening a long time. Hey. I, you know, I remember the first time my brother let me hear Run and Fez. He was like, "Yo, I know you like Metallica. You like Black Sabbath." You gotta hear these fucking guys. And I was like, he put you on, and I was like, fuck, this band is awesome, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, no one really does that with people they hear on the radio. They don't have that kind of memory. What we do is like, it's like we're writing novels on tissue paper. It just fucking blows mm-hmm. off into the wind. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's exactly true. I mean, even when the guy went back and found when Fez lied to me about the matches, <laughs> um, I had no memory of it myself. I, I have to admit, as a show historian of some sort, I didn't remember that either. No. I, I don't. If I had to come up with a, a name for Fez Watley, if I was coming up, I'd call him Dax from Punk. <laughs> Dax from Punk. Who, to me, was the all-time greatest punk guy. DA. <laughs> what a DA today. Check the weather and see what time the DA is rolling in. Still. Cloudy. Uh, Nathan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, man, what's up? Yeah. Hey, listen, Fez, I got to tell you, man to man, I've been listening the last couple of days, and you've been acting like a little bitch. All this bitch in the fit that won't let you in the, in the fishbowl, saying it's because you're gay. It has yes. to do with that. The All straight that, people you know? are allowed around the fishbowl. I'm just coming to a logical conclusion. You just let me walk right by it. I mean, I'm just saying, like... You're as straight like, as they come. Like, you just pitch it a fit for days and days. Because it won't let you in the fishbowl. Yes, we understand what you're saying. I've been all over it. <laughs> the fishbowl? I mean, and, and taking it out on your interns just because they got less power than you? Like, really? Like, I like y'all show, but come on, man. It sounds like you're just catching up on demand on SiriusXM.com. <laughs> You're a few days no, I'm, behind. I'm a, truck, I'm a truck driver, and I've been listening to it for days. 
Do I listen to the Open Anthony show and the Ron Fez show? Do you sing? <laughs> no, that was the girl. Sorry, All right, girl. thank you for calling back, Tabitha. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shut your cake hole. It's cake horn, idiot. <laughs> so it is cake horn. Definitely cake horn. Damn it, I promised I wasn't going to say that today. Broke that quick. No, I've been here for a couple minutes. Bill in Connecticut. Hey, boys, I just want to talk about the first time I ever heard Freebird played on a cake horn. You guys think you could play that for me? This one goes out to all you southern motherfuckers. I hope it satisfies you, at least for the next three minutes. I also want to point out we have a, a large library of many other songs that I think you might also enjoy if you would just stop listening to this one song and allow yourself a little variety to your life. I'm not saying Free Bird isn't a good song. I'm just pointing out it's not the only song. Take your dick out of your sister and say to yourself, am I ready to do something with my musical palette? Uh, There's a piece up on the iBang about how you feel about music. And Fez took the test. Most people finish somewhere in the 40s and 50s. If you love music, you would finish about uh, 60 on this test. Fez, what was your score? My score was negative four. And that's a fucking shoot. Fez has no... This came from an NPR article about some people, there's a percentage of people who don't... They're not moved by music of any kind. It's hard to believe. Even stranger, though, not one of those pers- people have ever decided on a career in radio. <laughs> Not one, except for Mr. Watley. Last night, he, he produced a show for me, and he actually said this to me, and I'm not making it up when they got here. The queens are here! And I go, they're not the queens. <laughs> Just because you like music doesn't mean you can't know the name. The queens are here! Just not familiar. This was an amazing thing. So, Johnny, we're doing this show. We're two minutes before, and they can't fix the board up. We've got Queen in the hall waiting to come in. Then they are finally saying to me, look, you're not going to be able to hear the music, your intros, or anything else, because that's going to be played out of D.C. You'll be flying blind. And I looked over, and Fez is working. He didn't have the slightest bit of stress. <laughs> you know how he gets stressed about... Look, Even now, he's standing up and pushing and the table. The rest of us are sitting down, enjoying a conversation. And then when you catch him pushing, that's when he'll suddenly stop, like... <laughs> No one will see me now that I'm pushing down with my hands in the other direction. And he didn't have the slightest bit of stress and tension about it. Fez, you were phenomenal last night. You were like a cold-blooded killer. You're like, look, we're just, you're not going to hear the music. You won't hear anything. You'll just be on the radio at certain times. You'll throw it to a song, come back from that song without ever once hearing it. Neither will Queen. I'll make these announcements. We're going to play a song. We'll be blind. Then we're back on the air. 
We didn't miss a fucking spot. We nailed everything. We had a hard out, and we came down and hit it exactly on the millisecond. And a, a big part of it was because Fez was just even keeled. And I figured out why. Like, you were nervous during every show. Oh, yeah. And you weren't last night. No, no. By the time we got to the 6 p.m. show. No. Let me just say this. And the reason why is he knew it didn't have anything to do with him. He knew it was Ron's fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> was... He would be able to do anything. As, you know, He would have zero emotion. Now, if it was Ron and Fez on that show, he'd have been screaming at people. Right. But he, and he was incredibly helpful by not putting his emotions into it. But all because in the back of his mind, he's like, Ron's going to make a dick out of himself. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to call no. and make fun of Fred. It's not, you know, Fez is going to have no problems today. Yeah. It was like you know, a corner man just saying to Rocky, Paul Creed is fucking you up, dude. <laughs> You're getting fucking punched in the eye over and over. That must hurt. <laughs> um, Chris, you're on the Run Fez show. Wrong man, back when I was young, we used to go see Skinner Bone, and they play Freebird. We pull our zippos out and hold them in the air when they dim the light. Now these damn young kids, man, they turn the damn light down and they pull out their tank horns and hold them up. I ain't worth a shit. Greg in Scranton. Uh, hey, I have a theory on why Fez doesn't doesn't like music at all. It has no. It's. I think it's because um, you know, music you build like associations with points in your life. Like you could hear a song and it could bring you back to mm -hmm. a specific moments, like twenty years ago that you were doing, where you could even smell the same smells and stuff. I think Fez has never had an enjoyable moment in his entire life, so he has no associations with any type of songs that would go along with it. You know. But you know, but, according to this article, people who aren't moved by music is not like. It ruins the rest of their life. They're just not. Uh, I talked That's... to Alexis Stewart one time, and she's like, Fez, no, I don't want to hear music. It sounds That's gotta be... awful to me. That's hard. Like, I just walk in here. I was like, just put the earbuds in, listening to me. Like, I couldn't imagine not listening or getting enjoyment out of it or feeling anything when you listen to a song. It's, it's like not liking the sunshine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just, you're like, what are the reasons that make life enjoyable? And music has to play a major part of that. I remember being in high school and college and people obviously bringing up music. And I was just like, how do they know all this stuff? Fez, you've worked in radio for <laughs> fucking 25 years. I mean, that's when it started. I understand, but you went in. We, I met you. We worked at a rock station for years. <laughs> the fact is, you still don't know who anybody is or what songs they did is amazing to me. I, I mean, there are some people who I, I, it's amazing the categorical knowledge that they keep in their head. I have a very, very bad memory. Like but my you know, brain, you don't but have I, to. it's like, like I can't remember like who's in what band, any of that stuff. I'm not really great at. But but here's the thing: to say I don't like music, it's like I never had a taste for food. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're not even saying like I get it. Some people there's certain music that kill. Some people yeah, can't yeah. listen to banjo. Some people can't listen to classical music. Some but they have their music that they like. If you sit and listen to a cordine music, you're still getting the same love for it as somebody else who likes the Beatles. But to just go, I don't listen to music, and I'm going to sit in a quiet car <laughs> or a quiet house, I, I, it's beyond me. It seems like anybody, like whether no matter who they are, 
they have some like in music, whether it be just the shittiest, like it just could be static noise, but for some reason they like that. Like well, static. I see all those people showing up at the dubstep. Yes. And I'm, I don't get it, but I realize that a lot of this is their music. I get that part of it. We all show up to share this musical experience. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I just, and I just recently, and I've been listening to electronic dance music for some reason. I enjoy the beat. I, I don't get it. I don't know where it came from. Out of nowhere. It's all the ecstasy. <laughs> well, that's a whole other story, but it's... But I, it's, it's, you feel it, you just get in that groove for something and you feel it. Like I just, and I can, you can appreciate any music. There's some music I'd rather not listen to, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you can't feel, you know, something coming off of it. And know that there's skill and craft that oh, goes absolutely. into each music. It amazes me to sit down and watch somebody play the piano. How in the world, like, how does your brain, like, just, and I, now I by the way, if you could play the piano. Would you do anything else? No. People would call you up and you're like, I can't come out. I'm and fucking playing play my piano. <laughs> yeah. If I was you, I'd come over here and check me out. Fucking pretty good right now. Yeah. I, I, I'm playing all kinds of piano music. It's good as shit. It's, it's amazing. How, the, how does the brain translate that to your fingers? Or I would get, get in the car and like forget to turn on music. I would think, oh, you're supposed to turn on music <laughs> just when you drive, head. but I would just, I'd get, you know, most of the way there and forget I wasn't even listening to anything. So it's a silent road trip. <laughs> it's just got to be a silent, a uncomfortable road just trip. just like, let's put on some fucking rock here. And then you'll have to do the what else is on. You know what I mean? You have to just jump past him. He doesn't try to own the radio. Oh, no, you got to. He fucking sits on his couch at night like putty. <laughs> How do you get, I mean, do you have to own the radio when you're driving, too? If someone touches the radio in my car when I'm driving... No, I don't let anybody fucking touch. I, break, I almost broke my wife's finger one day. Good. She's got to learn. She did. She didn't do it again. I saw it. It was in a split. It looks like all you did was just <laughs> fuck with it a little bit. Twisted it. We got some cam girls coming in today. I know you're big into cam girls. I am. Uh, Sean Dunn, who's produced a couple of movies and directed a couple, uh, his new documentary is about cam girls. Uh... I think they're here. Let's uh, read the list. Uh, CamGirlsTheMovie.com is where you can find out information on the Kickstarter. Sean Dunn's going to be coming in along with Tasha and uh, Ella. I believe that's how you say it. Uh, Ella. Ella. Isn't Ella. Ella. What else would it be? A. There's an A in front of the oh, Ella. Oh, okay. So it might be Ayala. Could be Ayla, too. Ayla. Ayla. I bet that's it. Ayla. Ayla. So I was like, I'm going to write a song about this girl. <laughs> All right, so we're going to break and bring them in? They here? Yeah. Okay. That's what we'll do. All right, Cam Girls. Cam Girls on the radio. It's the name of my new band. <laughs> I hope you dig them in a big, big way. We'll be right back as Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. You're such a funny little drink of water. Tell me, tell me 
show and our good buddy Sean Dunn is back with us after a couple of successful films the last one I believe there was some death threats against you yeah Oxiana I came in here <laughs> I, I came in here not knowing what I was doing we launched the Kickstarter the day I came in here and then we drove down to West Virginia and on our way uh, we got a couple calls saying do not fucking come down here and dig around in our drug culture and uh, right. you know we were a little naive going into that one but uh, this one's a lot more fun well tell me about the new film that you're doing the new film's called Cam Girls and it's about uh, women who do online sex work now what got you interested in it well i needed a break from such heavy subject matter uh as as oxiana was and uh you know to me it was kind of rounding out the uh the sex drugs and rock and roll trilogy that I was oh doing. gotcha right. <laughs> oxiana is the drugs the rock and roll is yeah. uh, the juggalos and this being the sex aspect of it so uh, now you brought some of the cam girls with you here today how did you meet them um, I met them through uh, just a group of girls that we got in with uh, out in Vegas through a woman named Sophia Locke, and she introduced us to uh, a bunch of a bunch of these women. And uh, yeah, we we shot a little bit. We shot ten days out in Vegas, and we met uh, two of our favorite girls, Tasha and Ayla, out there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. They could talk to you a little bit about what camming is. And All right, uh, who, which one is Tasha? I'm Tasha. Tasha, and there's Ayla yeah, next hello. to you. And you're both young girls, right? Uh, the same age. Actually. Oh, I just turned 22. Just turned 22. Yeah. And how long have you been camming? Is that, uh, is that where I'm going? Camming? Yeah, camming. Okay. Um, about a year and a half. All right, a myself. year and a half mm -hmm. that you've been doing this. And what got you into it? Um, I was sleeping on a friend's couch and needed money. And mm -hmm. uh, I was trying to be self-employed with photography, and that was not working out at all. Uh, so I got a webcam, and it was very successful from the get-go, so I never looked back. What exactly, what helps you have a successful webcam? What do you got to do to be, are there unsuccessful webcam oh, yes. girls? There are. <laughs> very much so. Okay. And that's actually a question that is very difficult to figure out. Um, I ran a couple surveys to try and figure out what makes a cam girl successful, and so far the only... Uh, regular indication is simply being on frequently. If you're just on all the time and have a very constant presence, you will do well. Um, but being charming, being personable, being pretty, all of that definitely helps. Now, do the guys think that they're going to meet you? Is that part of your fans? Do they think at some time you'll go out to dinner or something? It depends on the girl. Some girls are very adamant against that ever being a possibility, and some mm -hmm. girls do suggest. I have met a couple members myself, so it really depends. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really varied. Um, you can... Uh, some girls have they set up a way for their members to meet them some girls just really aren't comfortable with that and then there's uh, something that we recently went to and that's how they met us and did the documentary which was called Sophia Locke's Cam Girl Mansion and uh, we all pay a certain entrance fee we get to stay there for a week and she provides um, food and alcohol and all of us get to intermingle and uh, there, there's one day there that members uh, get to pay a ticket and come and party with us for one night so um, in that environment, we're all very safe, and we all get to hang out and meet people that watch and support us all the time. But you do have to worry about safety, right? Because you don't yes. know who's watching. Very much. Yeah. 
Uh, so, you know, Sean, what's the, what's your angle with these girls? Well, you know, they? my angle with them is that, uh, you know, I, the, the more I spoke to them, uh, the, the, the commonality that I found here was that they're, they're all, in a certain sense, just trying to take control of their life and not get caught up in the society trap and mm-hmm. uh, just fighting for their independence and doing it in a really creative way. And, you know, I would have never expected in all of the, the documentaries I've made and all the running around I've done that I would find such a pool of like-minded people in this place uh i I really i find great parallels to what they're doing and what i'm doing i feel like we're both kind of internet entrepreneurs they're they have to stay creative to stay ahead of of the game and 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 earning they have to be on there constantly staying on their game so you know i think it parallels a lot of what, what i do and what what we have to do well we were talking about the before the difference in generations is that we came up knowing that work started at this time and ended at this time. Now, no matter what the job is, it seems like somebody's on 24 hours a day. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I think that this is a way that, that people are trying to take back their independence. At least that's what a lot of them spoke about in their interviews with me. So you guys think of it as a business. Absolutely. It's a business. Yes, yes. it's and marketing. It ha- and, the, and the reason why you're willing to do sexual things is what? What... Really, it's. I mean, it's fun. I mm-hmm. I like. Uh, I have no problem with having fun with my sexuality. I I think that it's silly that everyone kind of covers up and freaks out about it. And uh, every girl that cams doesn't necessarily do sexual things. Some girls literally make all their money by being a presence, playing card games, doing silly little things, and they ne- they're called non-nude models. Um, some girls just tease. Some girls do the whole shebang. Um, and it's, there is no, there's no script. There's nothing you have to do. Uh, the only things that you can't do is basically anything that could hurt yourself or, um, you know, things that the site won't allow, but. Yeah, no animals or anything. Yeah, nothing, nothing. nothing No uh, cutting, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never even thought there could be a giant market in cutting cam girls. Just cam girls. <laughs> there probably, there probably yeah. is. There probably yeah. is somewhere. <laughs> there, we found a fetish. Like you name a fetish, and there is oh, a yeah. girl out there fulfilling it or trying. To All right, give me some of the fetish. Some of the fetish work. Um, one of my favorite is this guy who is uh, really into Melisandre from Game of Thrones. I don't okay, know if you're familiar. <laughs> the Red Priestess, and I have this big red cloak, and I love Game of Thrones. So he wanted me to dress up and like say all her lines in like in a sexual way, and I loved it because to me it's. <laughs> Awesome. That guy's out today. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it so much. I think it was great. I'm trying to think of weird fetishes because I'm so... Once you become a cam girl, at first it's kind of unnerving because you're you're exposed to something that you're not it's like you're constant everyone's coming in your room telling you what they want and you don't you're not used to that people don't just come up to you on the street and say this is what i like sexually so um i i've discovered a lot of things almost at this point i'm trying to figure out which ones are the weirdest ones to me um some i've known some girls that uh one of our friends uh they went private which is basically only you and the other person sees you and they just wanted to see her hair the whole time just wanted to look at her hair and, That's you, um, Johnny. <laughs> Not Johnny's into the hair thing. I didn't know they found me. Um, <laughs> it was nice hair. I had one guy really into a, into a southern accent. Like he wanted me to be caught, like getting mm-hmm. naked out of the shower. But the whole time, I had like I can't do a southern accent, so I just like did the most <laughs> stupid caricature. Let me and hear. It was the Let me hear. Thing. Let me hear a southern girl. Oh, oh no! You ca- you caught me in the shower. <laughs> 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 That's really sexy. That's really, really sexy. Bad. I felt my dick in the I don't judge though. I mean, you. 
like what you like. And I mean, I feel no weirdness towards people, no matter how weird the things are that they like. It's not something you can control. Now, I don't know whether you know this. My guy Shelby here. Uh, I'd like to turn him into a camboy because look at. I mean, you're wearing the hat down, but look at his eyes, look at his lips. Everyone who comes in here, male or female. Finds themselves very attracted, although you don't date yourself, right, Shelby? Uh, not at the moment. Would you be willing to camboy? Sure. It seems like there'd be a huge market. For is that. there a market for camboys? Do they exist? Uh, there is, but the curve for camboys is so hard to climb. So uh-huh. you kind of have to be like Adonis to be good. Yeah, a good like cam- Shelby. Okay. Like uh, like Go Shelby. Yeah, got the covered. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it seems, I feel like guys, sexually, it's it's mainly a, a man market when it comes to tippers. So if you're going to do well as a male, then you're probably going to have a male audience. Mm-hmm. So um, no women want to sit and make young... That's not to say that there's no women. There's definitely very women. F- but it's, there's no real market in it. This is no, something that really, men no. seem to desire. You wouldn't make a... Uh, you wouldn't make a site based off only women traffic. It wouldn't happen. Right. All right. I, uh, if you want to call in with this, and by the way, Sean Dunn is here. He's doing a Kickstarter. Very successful with his documentaries. The last couple have just exploded. It's uh, If you're interested in getting into the film business, this is a, a, a great thing to get caught up with. And like I yeah, said, the, the first one that Sean did that I saw, which was about the... Uh, the the juggalos i thought i would have zero interest in this subject it was a phenomenal documentary and awesome. Sean has this way of finding societies that exist that maybe that that have kind of been hidden in yeah. plain sight and the cam girls is a great example of that fringe because, americana yeah we know they are there but we don't really know what their well, lives are you know like. what i compare it to uh, and you know it's not to demean them in any way but you know, you're sitting there and you're watching porn on the internet. These windows pop up, right. and you know, you see these 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 women there who seeming are seemingly doing this live, and that always fascinated me. Like, who is that person? What's their story? What are they? Where are they doing that from? And that's kind of what we're exploring with this film. And is that how people would come across to you guys? You know, one thing I really want people to know is that even my view, when I first started thinking, I had a friend that was a cam girl. That's how I got into it. Right. And I thought, okay, so like she probably just gets on and like masturbates all day. And I didn't want to do that. And then I went on and watched the site and I realized it's really not that at all. There's mm-hmm. girls that do that, but that does not mean that's what it is. Um, especially me and Ayla, we get on and we're silly a lot. I mime. You mime stuff. Yeah. So they full makeup. For a lot of these guys, it's just having a friend that's a girl yes, that yes. they can check in with. Because I'm gonna guess fairly lonely guys are your fans, right? Yeah. yeah. Some of them are married and have mm-hmm. girlfriends, um, and they just like the entertainment because it's more fun to watch a person and talk and hang out with them. And um, I watch cam girls too. It's actually really entertaining. Um, I think. There's there's a stigma about it being you have to be lonely and masturbating in the dark in a basement to watch a cam girl. Right. It's really not like that. But but let's say there's are a lot of these guys not good with girls, kind of in um, real life. I would life. say a higher than majority yeah. average um, it, when compared to the general population. So this gives them a chance to yes. feel like I can talk to this girl, and since I'm paying, I get a little more control than yeah. I would have right. in real life. We spoke to a few of the guys uh, for the film, which I I never in a million years thought that somebody would would talk to us about their porn watching habits and then let us 
film them watching porn, but we talked to a couple of them, and uh, it seemed to, to, to them to be about companionship. You know, they, they likened it more to uh, going to a pub than a strip club. They're friends with each other, the guys talk about these girls, and they have fan sites for these girls. It's, it's really amazing, but I, uh, you know, these guys, for one reason or another, maybe they work shitty hours. Uh, we, we spoke to one guy, he works 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. every day. Uh-huh. And, you know, so he, he comes home, and, and it's, it's really odd hours, and he's, he's a little bit alienated from society and this is his way of connecting with with a woman as i said uh, sean always does a really really great job of looking into some of these kind of sub-societies which again most people think they may have an idea about but you don't really know how it works Sean Dunn's uh, website is camgirlsthemovie.com. That's where you can uh, check out his Kickstarter campaign yeah. and actually be a part of Cam Girls the Movie. Yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff on there. We, uh, we're, you know, we're trying to raise the money now. We're not thinking of it like a desperate plea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're thinking of it like a pre-sale. If you want to check this movie out, you want to have it sent straight to your email the second it's done. Just throw us twenty bucks; it'll be there. I think I just want to throw in. To make it easier for everyone, if they're looking it up, it's Cam Girls with a Z. And you'll find it Oh, okay. Cam Girls with a Z. Yeah, we yeah. did that to kind of distinguish it from the rest of the, uh, the junk yeah. on the internet. Cam Girls, you might see a lot of stuff. Yeah, camgirlsdoc.com. Okay. Um, let's uh, go over here to Bill. Bill in Boston. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how are you guys? Yeah. Hey, girls, I'd like you to try and... Uh, can I tell you my fantasy and we'll see if we can work that out over the radio? Well, go ahead. Well, my fantasy is seeing two hot young girls give a lap dance to a mustachioed elderly man. See, <laughs> Fez, you you live kind of a a quiet existence. Yeah, uh, but you don't real quiet. Yeah, you would. Would you ever do camboys? Would you ever want to sit and watch camboys? Um, I yeah, I would watch camboy. I had never done it before. I've never done a camboy. Situation. I've just always looked at the porn. It's a good, honest answer. Fez is ready to come at his. See, Fez is holding off, waiting for uh, Mr. Wright for his first time. He's never been with anybody yet. Are we talking about in real life or on. Uh, in real life. Oh, in wow. real life. This is a real baby, Sean. This is a good, real baby yeah. step. Getting into and a camboy. He's really, I mean, it's him and a Grim Reaper in this race now <sighs> to see whether he ever does anything sexually, which I think could make Fez like a camboy. He looks great, by the way. Yeah, he looks. You know, well, as someone that only sees you every few months. Well, diabetes will do that looking. for you. Oh, yeah, the weight comes right off. <laughs> um. What, like, explain to us some of the things that you do that are sexual. How far are you willing to go sexually when you're working? Uh, well, I didn't do anal until I did a competition with another girl. Okay. We were both anal virgins, and so we had a competition one month to see who could uh, rank higher, uh, and I lost. So, well, there's there are no boundaries left anymore. That, that was the last boundary. You were saving that one little spot just for yourself. Yeah. And decided to turn it over. I heard there were no losers in anal. No. Uh, well. Losers. Oh. I, I feel like I've done pretty much everything, but I don't get on going, I'm specifically only going to do this today or every single day I'm going to masturbate. I get on and I do what I want yeah. every day. If it's for two weeks that I don't do anything sexual or even take off my clothes, then I don't. Because I only ever want to be expressing myself exactly as I want to. And I always seem to both make more and have a better response when I'm having fun, not because I'm forced to. Yeah, I masturbate maybe about 30% of the time. The other 60 
Now, the thing is, how many guys are in the room at any given time? How many guys are watching you? It varies. It yeah. um, for me, it's around two to four hundred. On Two to four hundred. Um, but if you're doing like a girl girl show or something like really exciting, it can go up to a few thousand. For my wow. anal show, we had four thousand to five thousand people. So imagine yeah. being in a strip yeah. club with that many people in it. The, the earning potential is is pretty limitless. It's like the Beacon. If the Beacon <laughs> yeah. had something like that going on, the interesting potential with camming is that. You realize uh, you have to. I feel like if you're successful, then you understand the psychology of what's going on with the person watching. So she did a competition with one of our other friends that um, we're about to all live together, and our room counts tend to be a little higher because they know that other girls might be in the background or that we might yeah. be camming it's together. Like a reality show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so she did a competition, and that competition stirred up a lot of hype, and it was almost like you know a football games coming up, and then when Anal. one of them lost and one of them won. She lost, and she ended up having to do the anal. And so there was such a high room count. Almost everyone Everybody knew was that going was going to happen that day. Like, you know, yeah. like it was a sporting event. Yes. Yeah. Who's going to have to do anal? Yeah. So you, you can create things like that to happen, and it's extremely successful and super fun for everyone watching and for us. Well, so, except for me. Yeah. <laughs> but you, like you said, marketing plays into it, creativity, yeah. Very much. And branding. I mean, it's not unlike anything else in show business. I swear to God, I thought it would be like half a dozen to 20 people. I had no idea. I, mean, I think the average per- girl has maybe like 30 people, 30 to 40 girls. Right. 40, 40 people in their room. Um, yeah. Let's just go to say the particular site that we work on, uh, there's something called a cam score. And it, it has to do with... Uh, basically the amount of money you make per hour. So if you keep having a lot of good earning days, then your score goes up, and basically you're placed higher on the list on the site, so you get more traffic. So she has a really high camp score right now. Her traffic in her room tends to be higher. I probably have about half what she has in her room because I'm about half her camp score right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's really what that means. So to find the average, it's really just so... Uh, there's a curve in it. To find the average would be probably like 50 people, the average cam girl, even including all the highest girls. Mm-hmm. But no. you know, the more work you put into it, the more they get out of it. And I, I was absolutely floored when I found out how much some of these girls are making per month. Uh, it just It's what most people would make in a year. And... You know, it's it's something that uh, hey, it, it, you wonder why there's a stigma on it at all. You know, so. Well, I, I I'll I'll play that game. Do you ever be concerned if you're masturbating, someone you went to high school with, or a cousin, or somebody who wants to kind of use this against you or your family? Are you, do those concerns? As ever a come cam in? girl, yeah, everyone has to accept that that either may happen, is going to happen, or is just a possibility altogether. Mm-hmm. Um. And once you let that go, camming becomes a lot more fun. You shouldn't start camming if you have uh, a huge problem with being worried that someone you know might ever watch you. Um, because it's you're on the internet, and you're probably going to be on the internet forever now. Right. I, I mean, it, I lucked out because like my whole life I was homeschooled, so I don't think like anybody from my past knows how to use the internet. <laughs> so it works out. <laughs> and yet, though, somebody could decide. You know, some of these guys are creep and decide to attempt to blackmail you with it. And I only know that from knowing regular girls who have put up pictures, mm-hmm. and those pictures get screen capped because there's a, I, it, you know. The internet is so interesting to me that if 
you look at the amount of women that have appeared nude somewhere on the internet, we're, we've got to be tapping out close to everyone pretty soon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, no one's ever put a count on it, but it's got to be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of women who are at least topless on the internet somewhere. It comes to a point where it's slut-shaming. It's just this really, really repressed sexuality that's going on in society. The only reason we make money is because people are afraid to be naked because or express a valuable commodity yeah if everybody were naked we wouldn't make anything right okay so you need a certain amount of repression uh, in society yeah. we we learn to respect uh you know the the black male possibility like you're saying the the fear that comes with sexuality um, because we wouldn't have the freedom that we have with camming or make what we do or anything if it were just an everyday, everyone were okay with it, really. All right, how about the concerns that you'll meet a great guy sometime, but this will be a, a deal-breaker for him? No. It would be a deal-breaker for me if he yeah. wasn't okay with it. Yeah, I okay. would never date anybody who wasn't okay with camming. But let's suppose he's you know wants to be a CEO of a company or a no. run for Congress. It's a freedom thing. It's a freedom thing. Like I've had yeah. many offers for sugar daddies, and I refuse to accept it because that means I would have to sacrifice some part of myself in order to accept that. So the sugar daddy would be just for me. I'm going to give you money, <laughs> but this show could only be for me and nobody else. That's that's what you mean by sugar daddy, right? Like, like the, the guy would almost say, I'll give you money, but I want to take you out of what you're doing and just have you in my life. Is that what a sugar daddy does for you? Or? Um, well, I think it varies, but yeah. sugar daddy is usually somebody's like, I'll give you a lot of money if you spend time with me okay. or and, give me attention. Or... And that doesn't interest you? No, 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 no. No. Some some girls specifically yeah. want that. There's um, nothing wrong with that. No. It's just I couldn't. Because the guys it. actually want to be that for them. Right. So um, it's voluntary. Yeah. Both people, both parties want it. Um, uh, let's go. Here's Steve and Phil. He's got a question. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, yeah. How much money are you bringing in? Well, is that even something you want to discuss? Money. Enough or, to live comfortably. You yeah. don't have to work two jobs. But I mean, do you got a you got a problem with Uncle Sugar? The the <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. It's, it's actually all on the up and up. It can be enough. Uh, yeah. It can be enough to live on. It can be enough in a couple years if you work really hard to build a retirement and not work again. We can say that. But I would imagine, like a lot of athletes, you're in your best years right now, your best earning years, right? Yeah. Does it concern you that this isn't a long term? thing to do oh. like a 50 year old cam well, girl might I, th I think for some but like um my success in camming has been through just like creativity and innovation and so i feel like if camming leaves if somehow it doesn't work anymore like i'm really at peace with the fact that i will find something else like everything just kind of unfolds before me for me to just put my metaphorical dick into and so like <laughs> if it works so far this far i mean if you just try and if you produce something and if you make anything it, it will it will work out it, it's really such great advice for young people to look where to put that metaphorical dick of yours <laughs> and just you know metaphorically fuck it until yeah. you're, you're satisfied if you just will it it will happen um yeah. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ our buddy Sean Dunn is here and his new documentary is going to be focused on these girls and other cam girls that yep. you met Yep. Sean Dunn's website is camgirlsdoc.com. That's where you can see this, the Kickstarter campaign that's begun. Also in the studio with us is Tasha and Ayla. Uh, Tasha at the infinite underscore T on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And Ayla at Ayla underscore girl. Mm -hmm. um, here's uh, Jason. Jason and, and Branson. 
Yes, I was seeing if they'd be able to uh, give out their screen names so I could see if it's the same site uh, a lot of us guys go on. <laughs> yeah, the site's my free cams. You can find them both uh, probably yeah, pretty Yeah, MFC. Yeah, yeah, MFC. I you know, know all about it. Yeah, and I'm oh, yeah. A-E-L-L-A, and she's infinite underscore T. Yeah. Um, there is, uh, the Twitter thing is up on Run and uh, Fez, too, so you can link to them from... Twitter. You can see them both in our trailer too. They're both uh, featured pretty heavily in there. You could get a glimpse of what this awesome. looks like. Yeah. When Sean came to you guys, did you wonder if he was on the up and up or? Yeah, well, I'm very trusting and naive. So, and so far, it's worked out for Perfect me. Perfect for me. Well, so yeah. yeah, homeschool do that to you. Yeah, and it's really great. <laughs> Um, and you guys, are you all upstate New York normally? or No, no. Just, just me right now. Yeah. And I'm about to move across country to move in with her yeah. and my two other Cam girls. best friend, Cam girlfriends. So it really doesn't matter where you're located. No. I mean, this is no. one of those I lived things. I in Australia for six months just for the hell of it. <sighs> wow. And Cam from there. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, and that was something that really drew me to this was... The fact that like everything that they're talking about and the money they're earning, you'd think that they're porn stars in, in some studio somewhere with all this backing. They're doing this on their own, and they're doing it in bedrooms everywhere. It's kind of... It really is girl next door. Yeah, it's kind of, for lack of a better word, ruined the porn industry because the yeah, porn industry yeah. has an enormous overhead mm-hmm. and... You know, well, in the same way that you see the business, uh, the music business sink, in the same way you're seeing the film business sink, it's it's not necessarily sinking. It's a reboot. It's people. It's it's people being able to do this stuff and put it out and distribute it themselves. And that's what I'm doing in film. That's what these girls are doing in porn. But I imagine too, for a lot of people, it's not so much that they're into cam girls as much as a certain girl, right? Yeah, yes. yeah absolutely. And and with the guys that we, we interviewed for the film spoke about that, that that's what drew them to the site. But then, then they, get, they get swept up in the camaraderie of it. Very um, strange. A couple guys, just they, uh, they were just checking out the site. And uh, I'm sure for me and for many other girls, they specifically signed up after maybe watching me and said, I wasn't really going to pay for the site, but then I got to know you. Mm-hmm. And I want to support you. Yeah, it's very frequent. Mm-hmm. Now, they, do they do that through credit card? Is it? Yeah, uh, specifically the site we're on. There's no, you don't have to pay per month. You just pay one time twenty dollars, and then you can talk to girls, and you are a, a member. For and then life. you're tipping the girls, and then right? You, you pay credit card for uh, yeah a certain money value, and then you get to tip. Yeah. So if I wanted to, you know, if I wanted to do the Game of Thrones thing, I'd say uh, I'm willing to put up twenty five bucks for Game of Thrones, right? If you ask her if she's yeah. okay with that, and yeah. she says that's good. Yeah. yeah. Some girls won't do Game of Thrones. Is that what we're? <laughs> no, I <laughs> probably wouldn't. I will do everything but Game of Thrones. <laughs> right, right. Too weird. You must have to have a house full of props to be yeah, ready for oh, all the yeah. requests oh, and yeah. fantasies. So many props. I've got like a Minecraft sword and horse heads and squirrel heads and a taco suit and so oh, yeah. much i mean you should see in the trailer we have uh, we have ayla she's in a, in a taco suit and a and a squirrel head and, and she made a ridiculous amount of money all right i want to see the trailer now yeah. while we're sitting here. <laughs> Wait a minute. it's so cool shelby run over and put up this uh trailer because johnny it plays well for the radio tacos um what well, you say you're a hair guy right yeah, oh, yeah, that was my thing. You so you would be always asking for hair stuff? Hairy taco, though, is yeah. what I prefer, <laughs> to be honest. I, I normally would just go on and ask people to help me balance my checkbook. <laughs> but that's my own. I have math problems. All right, let's take a look. Can I tell you a secret? I like the idea of everybody watching me. <laughs> You're going to see some boobies. 
I was nervous at first, but it's been more than I could have imagined. Quiet. Shh. It's kind of like having a TV show. You're distant, but you're close to people at the same time. Thank you. Why don't you tell me, Sarah? Tell me, tell me. You're doing it in the setting of your own bedroom. It's very intimate. You're sharing personal details. Tell me that you no script. It's fuzzy. I'm the person that's asking them how their day was. Part therapist, part sex object. Tell me that you're praying for me. I get excited about just being able to show someone an inviting sexual and funny time with a girl that otherwise they don't know how to approach. Have a good time. <laughs> what can I do for you? Sensual, honey. Oh my God. <laughs> when you think cam girls, you think essentially just porn as it happens. <laughs> but camming is very much the emotional connection, not necessarily just the physical. Hi. Nice to see you. There's somebody for everybody's taste. Why don't you tell me, tell me, tell me. Camming is freedom. It's changed my life completely. It's like the law of attraction, giving and receiving. It's a form of connecting. That's uh, Cam Girls with a Z. Uh, and you can go over to the Kickstarter and basically uh, order your movie now, or get involved. Yeah, in if the you movie. want to be part of the team, uh, yeah. we have we you know you can be in the credits, you can be an executive producer. Your my appearances on your show have gotten me more people that are interested in being a part of our process than than anything. So it's uh, that's the fun part of it is yeah. that you can, uh, if you want to, through Sean, kind of get introduced into this kind of filmmaking yeah yeah exactly be part of the team we love we love new ideas we love people uh you know just helping us out in any way it's pretty awesome so i think we have a really we have a really cool kickstarter we have a lot to offer on there but most of all we have the film so and you can see all of that at camgirlsdoc.com camgirls with a z camgirlsdoc even if you spell it wrong, it'll take you to the right place. Well, the trailer is already terrific, dude. It's really, oh, thanks, man. It's it really sells the piece. Um, is here is John, John in Seattle. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ronnie. Love the show, Fezzy. You're doing great. Don't let the assholes tell you otherwise. Hey, Sean, girls, I I, I find it really interesting. I I don't know if this is reaching too far, but um, and I don't want to offend you by this, but there's there's. The movie hers out right now. There's kind of this like you know idea of relationship with this kind of fake entity or this fake um, kind yeah. of relationship. It's kind of interesting to me how there's kind of a parallel. Not that you ladies are are uh, generic, but there is this kind of fake relationship. Yeah, I mean uh, that that's when when people have been asking me about this film. If there is another film I could compare it to, it's it's exactly that. And uh, when, once you hear these interviews and once you see the way that we put it together and everything, I think uh, it addresses a lot of those issues. Well, There's a great quote from one of the girls saying, "You know, I'm here and I'm on. Uh, these men are falling in love with me, but to them, to me, they're just fonts." So right. You know. And the thing and is, 
again, we're going through this weird shift because of technology and generational thinking that that movie was really, is this fake? You know what I mean? Totally. Is, is there one reason to say that any one relationship means more than another? Exactly, and that—that's what this film will question. Like, what, what you know, what are relationships? Are these relationships? You know, and I think that the—that uh, one of the interesting things for me in making this was seeing the nonchalantness that the girls kind of approach it with, because they don't—they don't, you know, a lot of them are so young that they don't really know a world without this stuff. Right. So, you know, we're uh, for me, it's like a step into the future for them. It's the present. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, certainly I'm, I'm sh- showing my age going, what if someone finds out? What would your parents say? <laughs> these were you all know, the these, questions I asked in the interviews. Yeah. And, and, you know, those, are, those have really interesting questions, too. A lot of, a lot of people's families don't support them, you know? And, right. And that, that's a tough thing, and that, that's part of the stigma we hope to address and just get rid of that bullshit in a film like this. You know, I, I just want to say, uh, first of all, we both love the movie. Yeah, that's one, that's the best movie ever. Definitely mm. my favorite movie of all time now. But um, Her? Yeah, oh, okay. I loved her. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it so much. Um, but the now there might be a, there is definitely a certain level of disconnection. But I don't want to go to say people think that we don't care about people because I do, and a lot of girls really yeah. do. And they invest. Some girls invest themselves so much that they it affects their everyday, how their members are feeling. And um, a lot of guys, I have probably six or seven guys that I I text, I talk to um, every day. And so, and they might be some of my biggest supporters, but I really do care about them. And I talk about them about their daily life. Um, I don't just get on and like, where's my money? Okay, bye. Um, and if they don't tip me for a while, and I know that they're a really cool person, some guys don't even yeah. tip me that much, but I talk to them more than ever because they're really cool. Yeah, I've kept friendships with guys who like come in, tip me once, and they're really cool. And so I just talk to them offline, and then it just keeps going. <laughs> So there is no place to really put this as a norm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like life, you're gonna uh, you're going to be attracted to some people, and we don't even know why. And other people, you're like, oh, I don't like them, yeah. and we don't even know why. Yeah, exactly. And there's some uh, there's someone for everyone out there. As a, you know, someone said that in the trailer. You can find somebody that will that will fit your taste in, in the camera. I would say. Don't ever make a camming site your dating site, ever. Every girl freaks out when she feels like a guy specifically only wants to find someone to fall in love with there. Um, but every girl has boundaries, different levels of boundaries. Some girls will talk off cam, some girls will not. There's uh, just a huge array of what camming is, so you can't really put it in one definition. It's different to everyone. I'm also going to point out something to you guys about the movie Her. It's sci-fi horror, and that operating system, they've moved on to figure out how to run the whole planet, and we're going to be fucked because of them. And I just want to just grab that guy and go, you're playing with fucking fire here. I read sci-fi. This is dangerous. (laughs) That's assuming that they have the motivation, because I love sci-fi as well. Have you ever read the further series of Ender's Game? Yeah. Where Jane... Mm-hmm. That's what it reminded me of very highly. And I don't think the motivations would be the same. Spike Lee is a genius. I mean, Spike, Spike Jones. Jones. Spike Lee is also a genius, yeah. and some people find him to be a racist. <laughs> he was you before always, your time. You can always look at it as a fear-based thing, or you could look at it as um, a sort of evolution of consciousness. Singularity. I don't it's want to. I don't want to be fucking treated by pets by the blender. That's, but that, that's a fear-based <laughs> Yes, I'm fear-based when it comes I, to that technology coming here to take us. 
I don't. I don't I, think. I feel like an evolution of consciousness. Has the motivations like for that. power? Like you, you assume that, that that machines have the desire to rule things, and I don't think that's necessarily true. Those We're are going traits. to be like bugs, and like you don't think about bugs. That's how they're going to be yeah, to us. We mostly leave bugs alone, I, as long as they don't. We don't have like this active you know desire what? to. to you two are already working for the machines. That's why you're with them. Now. <laughs> they're all. That's. They're going. Oh, the machines is your life. Personally, I, say I think it's kind of a beat your chest when it comes to humans fighting for power because the whole planet would thrive better if there were an equal disbursement of uh, resource. And to fight over your, each other for land, it's really just invisible lines that mean nothing. It's people okay, killing each I'm other over this. nothing. I get this. It's <laughs> naked power Occupy Girls. I'm dealing with naked <laughs> Occupy Girls here. <laughs> No, I'm not. Don't let me in. No, with she this. describes it, really describes herself as a non-feminist, which I love. Yeah. A non-feminist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Greg, Long Island, how you doing, buddy? Greg. Sorry, I came in the middle of this. I was just wondering what their names are and what site they're on. Yeah, I'm I'm Ayla A E L L A. You can find me on Twitter at um, Ayla underscore girl, and uh, this is uh, Infinite. T, uh, infinite underscore T, and my Twitter hand. It, we're, we're both on my free cams, and yeah. my uh, Twitter handle handle would be at the infinite underscore T. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, you're gonna no love problem. them. They're great kids, and they're really, really sweet, and they're smart, and they're giving away humanity to the machines. There's not. <laughs> there's an entire generation willing to be enslaved. It's very to, generous. <laughs> I don't necessarily. I, I, me and my friends have this debate a lot whether um, you know machinery is going to incorporate completely into consciousness or not. And I'm kind of, a, I'm. I think that there's a certain level of use for technology, and then at a certain point, I think that it's crippling. So I don't necessarily. I'm not going to say that technology is needed to advance um, humans as a society. Uh, and like, technology is going to be the next consciousness. This no, is the next stage. See, we're all these little cells in this brain, and we're going to give life to this new form of con. Yeah, this is what this is. So oh this is what my this, god! Have, this is what we sit around talking we have about. <laughs> and I, I think that there's either humans can evolve and do that physically themselves, and sort of, uh, you know, be able to interact on a level that's unified and then there's also you can't do that fast enough we're not going to catch up i i think that technology is almost kind of beating into saying we can't do that i feel like there's not enough um experimentation with the physical because every all the focus is on the technological Look, you're too young to know this but soylent green is people <laughs> just you cannot trust them it's people do not trust the machines um hey tabitha you're on the air go ahead darling hi sorry yeah uh, my question is to the ladies um what precautionary measures do you take if you do have that instance where there are some psychotic people that you know don't give up and they just want to keep on and keep on, I don't take any. I I like the philosophy of just trusting everybody and and really there has as far as I know there've been no recorded instance of violence against cam girls ever. Well, they don't know where you are. It's not well, like that's you fun. know they go to some place and you're well, at. Sometimes the, there is. Like I mean, if you wanted to stalk me, there are ways to do that. And oh, it's the same for any. Yeah, it's it's the same for any person on the planet. And really, people just aren't that dedicated. And if they are, what are they going to do? Like kill me? 
And if they, they try and stab me, I think that's a very low chance of that happening. Well, at, at least it'll be a camera. <laughs> if, if this ends up on a 2020 episode... <laughs> okay. Well, I, I don't go with the philosophy that she goes, because I do think yeah. you need a certain <laughs> level of protection. Um, I... I like. I usually keep at least like mace and other things for if I were to run into somebody. You also, um, live but you in New never York have, City. have you? Have you ever been no, to the mall and ran into somebody? No, but even when I'm walking down the street, I'm ready to mace someone if they're too aggressive. <laughs> okay. So um, she walks so fast. In the yeah, that, she's from Queens, though. So you don't. You obviously don't set up your cam name with your real name. You don't. Uh, a lot of girls don't keep up a Facebook or have things that are connected to their real persona on the internet anymore so that it's harder to find them. Some girls, specific, they might lie about where they live or never even talk about where they live. It's not really good etiquette to ask a girl where she lives when uh, she's camming. It's automatically kind of a red flag no matter what to the girl. I saw that uh, Morgan Spurlock is... Uh Giving you some love here. Yeah, yeah, he loves this project. Uh, we we work together in the commercial realm, and uh, he's been in on this project from the beginning. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. He's th- he's showing us some love. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here is uh, I don't want to become a uh, lame stream, but yeah. <laughs> Here's Dave. Go ahead, buddy. What's up, Ronnie B? Yeah. Hey, uh, I got a question for this girl. Uh, when you're camming. Can you see the guys you're camming with, or do you put up like a picture of Eric Bana uh, and just go ahead and diddle yourself? Do you see the guys as they come into your room? You can open their cams. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible, but I don't, I don't usually do it. Do you? No. Um, what it is is the guys can turn on their cams, and even if they do have it on, we have the choice to turn on or not. Some girls will charge a certain fee just yeah. to turn on the guys' cam. Some girls uh, just kind of want to watch certain guys because they're cool or they just whatever. Um, but no, we don't necessarily see the guys unless there's either agreement or we just want to, and they have their cam on. Sometimes it's hot, but you have to be in that mood for it. Yeah. Sometimes it's hot to see them. Yeah, yeah. Some of, there is just, a lot of yeah. attractive people too that I watch us. That boner, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> like pride. That's true. That's true. Your Sometimes I like watching someone get off to me. Like that's, it's like a big compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that wraps it up. I don't yeah, think we'll ever be that long. You guys are really seriously fun and great. And, uh, you know, Sean makes such terrific movies, so Thanks. we got all really, really high hopes for this one. Be part of Sean Dunn's next film, Cam Girls. Go to camgirlsdoc.com where you can be part of the Kickstarter campaign. And we also want to thank uh, Ayla and Tasha for being in here. The Cam Girls with a Z. Tasha at the infinite underscore T on Twitter. And Ayla at A-E-L-L-A underscore girl on Twitter. And also on myfreecam.com. Maybe when the movie's out, we'll bring you in and we can hook it up so you're on cam while we're on the radio. Yes, oh, that, that would be really been, cool, right? We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it next time. Yeah, That'd we be were really just, fun. we were actually just sitting while you guys were coming down the hall. We're like, hey, is there any way to cam this? And then we thought, but we'll do that when the movie comes out. Yeah, that'll be to. fun. Well, and, that's the thing. This is an internet movie. It's for an internet audience. Don't expect this to be uh, blown up Sundance Film Festival or any right, bullshit you're not like even, that. You're not even I'm not interested. Um, we're doing a different type of thing, and that's why we uh, we we go to the crowd for our funding because we want these things to come out unfiltered. I don't want to make a bullshit Hollywood doc that checks a bunch of boxes. So help us out. Help support us make this. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank man. You, it's always thank great you. to see you, bro. Yeah, thank you <laughs> thank so much. You. So fun to meet you guys. We'll see you again soon. Yeah, right? yeah. anytime. We'll, right back, Ron Fess. Ron 
and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. On a Friday, Hard Rock Johnny is in studio with us. And coming up, Adam Ferrara, who's playing the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City tonight through Sunday. Johnny and I were just talking about when you climb up in that high tower with a sniper rifle is when you're at your best. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the, the just picking them off like that, I guess that is <laughs> what I, when I am best. This kind of thing, yeah, that's really bad. What's the difference? I don't know. I guess it's just quick bursts. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was good sniper line today. A couple of them. Thank you, Jenna. I appreciate it. On Tuesday, Ron Bennington's going to be with Rich Who? Voss. Who's going to be there? Ron Bennington. Oh, me. Oh, yes, guy. you. List with, it. List it. With Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane, it's the My Wife Hates Me live podcast at the Village Underground in New York City on 3rd Street. You can get tickets by going to thecomedycellar.com. That show is Tuesday night, this Tuesday coming up at 7.30 p.m. Dan Soder will be on the bill there. Why didn't you just start talking to me about that? Don't forget, Tuesday, and then we'd be having a conversation. Oh, that would make more sense. I think I need to go to that. That sounds like it's going to be fun. I hope so. You know, I mean, I always worry about a, a marriage breaking up. <laughs> I am being put up there as a marriage counselor. I, saw, I heard yesterday. I mean, it's a great show with those two in here, by the way. Oh, they're great. Man. And Bob, well, Bobby, too, was, was he's always funny. That thing, I wish I would have Bobby for the fucking cam girls today. Yeah. He- that thing they were saying to the girl about washing her hair and all, I'd be dying. He's a panic. He's great. He got mad at me because I tweeted something about the fact that he looked like Pat from Moonaki in a picture. I don't. I wouldn't blame him for being mad about I, that. Well, he said I haven't that seen Pat in forever. I don't mean either, but he said I was the fattest guy in this Twitter conversation. And I said, oh, sorry, Bobby, you haven't seen me lately. And then he was, he was upset. I love that, Bobby Kelly. You got to be nicer to him. Why don't you be nice to your friends instead of shitty? <laughs> but he really looked like Pat from Moonaki. I'm sorry. Fez. Climb up in a fucking tree and snipe this son of a bitch for me. <laughs> or read something. Um, the uh, Live and Unscripted with Ron Bennington with Queen and Adam Lambert replays this weekend on Classic Vinyl Ch- Channel 26, Saturday at 4 p.m., Sunday at noon. Hey, Dave in Portland, how you doing, buddy? 
I'm doing good. I'm down actually in New Orleans, enjoyed some Mardi Gras, and I had some king cake horn down here. That's great. Sound like it was in a bathroom in New Orleans. Charge me up, too. This thing, um, my phone now stays on for only 15 seconds at a time. <laughs> Makes it my phone doesn't stay uh, on long enough to have a phone call, <laughs> no matter when. It's not a bad thing sometimes. Well, uh, even when I'm plugged in, I'm losing. I don't know how this could happen. <laughs> I worry how these young girls don't fear technology in the future. We we used to be raised to watch out for the robots, and now we embrace them. It's going to be a new type of technology that we'll just be selling. Oh, honey, don't. Don't. You ought to head home later and jerk off to a camera or two. <laughs> Maybe I will. I don't know. My wife's home sick today, so I don't know if I can. What's wrong with your wife? I don't know. Her face hurt this morning. Her face hurts? Yeah. It's killing me. Ah, you know that ah, I do. Who's whispering to you, Fuzz? Shelby's telling me that Adam Ferrara is here. Great. Oh, my God. Oh, Shelby, you're in there now? In the booth. What happened to Hampson and Johnny? He had to leave to do his other show. What other show? Some coffee show. Who knows? Acoustics. Oh, he's part of the Clatch. Yeah. So make sure you have Norris bring Adam right in. Why? Because he's on the board now. He's in the booth. Adam? Adam's on the board? No, Shelby is. He is uh, taking a quick photo, and we will bring him right in. Photo with who? Norice? Fezzy, <laughs> <laughs> what's in your fucking kitchen today? What's bothering Fez? Well, I saw this on the iBang, a new study saying that uh, yelling is just as detrimental to a kid as spanking them, as hitting them. That it's just Good. as now abusive. now we can spank them. <laughs> what if you do both at the same time? Then it's doubly bad. That's double jeopardy there. Oh, no. But I know with my mother, my mother was a yeller and a hitter. But I mean, why do you act like that you lived in a unique world? <laughs> what do you think mothers did? Not anymore, though. No, they can't. They no. can't. It's just crazy. That's because they're too busy with, uh, raising useless children. <laughs> <laughs> but she was much better at the yelling part than the hitting part. What a cute couple these two make, huh? <laughs> Adam's got a brand new girlfriend How here. Are you? Hey, Adam. Good to see you, pal. How are you, bro? I heard you on O&A today. Yeah. Sounded good. Nice to see the fellas again. You you and Aunt actually grew up? Yeah, well, I, I met Aunt, I think, uh, it was either high school or junior high. I was working at the uh, a fence company with um, Plank for another friend of ours. Uh-huh. And we we started playing paintball together. And uh, and I was a kid, and I made him laugh, and then he made me laugh, and then we met Brother Joe, and this was, and we've just been hanging out ever since. And the apartment was like, their apartment... We talked about it before. It was like the honeycomb hideout. It was this. <laughs> it was this dump. But we would just go in there and we just we made each other laugh. And, and it was coveted to have a sense of humor because we didn't have anything. Right. It just dirt poor. We could. I remember when they couldn't uh, when the rent was due and we had to hide. Like the sheetrock <laughs> was moving from the wall. Get in the wall. The landlord's here. You know. And we would. So we would hide from the landlord. Yeah. And um and barbecuing was always fun because we'd get some money to buy some meat, put it on this old barbecue. We didn't have any tools or anything. He was turning a, a steak with a pair of vice grips. And, <laughs> 
<laughs> we were just everything was like whatever toolbox came yeah. with the with the because uh, they were tin knocking at the time. I was at the working at defense company. Those two were tin knocking, and we saved our money. And Sundays was our big event. We got up early, drove out to uh, East End of Long Island, and played paintball together. How much money would we made if we just said, "I'm betting on these two guys that they could do something with their sense of humor"? You know, we probably oh, could have got million odds on us. On us? <laughs> yeah. Forget it. <laughs> Everyone take that bet all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Hindenburg's going to revolutionize air travel. <laughs> yeah, but it was so it was nice when when things started happening uh, for Ant. Because I remember when I started doing stand, we both fed off each other because the band was going on. Right. And uh, I always wanted to be part of the band. And I never had an older brother, so I always looked up to those guys because Brother Joe and Aunt were older than me. So there was, right. And they were doing it. They were out there every weekend. And I was allowed or able to contribute um, to the to the, the, the pack that we were. But I would, I would run the lights. Right. So, and I just saw these guys going, man, they're doing it. So yeah. when I wanted to do stand-up, I said, I got to go do it. And I remember, I, I remember we were at some roast. It was either... I think it was the Rob Reiner roast at Comedy Central, where I think Ant was there. I had performed. We just we were giggling. We we're at the bar after the roast, going, "Can you believe we're getting away with this?" <laughs> <laughs> this is. I don't want to. You know, don't say it too loud. They'll yeah. take this shit away from us. You know. So that's the beauty of it that you can sit around and bitch about different things in your oh, yeah. career now, with and just totally forget. Yeah. What a fucking long shot it was for any of this stuff. Well, happened. I don't think we ever had any goals. I think we just said, "Well, let's see how long this lasts. How long right. we can get away with that." You know, because no one, because everyone just says, I'm going to be a stand-up. I'm going to be, yeah, okay, good luck to you. Yeah, right. You Off know. you go. I got tons of songs I wrote. They're terrible. <laughs> terrible. Like a guitar is awful. Yeah. yeah. But the truth is, you can't do anything good until you do something shitty. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so if you tell people, and they go, oh, I tried something, but I was terrible, and I quit. Maybe you quit too soon. Yeah. You, you know? know? But I think you got to hurt your own internal. Look, the Mona Lisa, the, the early sketches were fucking awful. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, is she smiling or does she have gas? It's a guy. <laughs> you know, a, I'm sure there was a lot of things that went wrong. And it doesn't really look awful. All that good now, you know. No. What I mean, if you look at it, if I go up to Central Park and see guys who could draw better than that. Well, I'm, I am of I'm of the belief that it's a self portrait of Da Vinci, mm -hmm. and 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 the moment of that painting is Da Vinci just shared a secret with you because if you look at the eyes, he's looking at you saying, "Shh, the Pope doesn't know I'm gay." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the bishop does. The bishop knows. So. Yeah. But yeah, we just kept doing what we did, and eventually it was like, this is like the biggest phase I've ever been in, guys. It's like you're afraid someone's going to take this shit away from you. Yeah. How did you go from the stand-up into acting, though? I, uh, well, I was doing stand-up on Long Island, and at that time, I started in, in 88, and I didn't do the city. Because the city to us was like there was it was a, it was a divide. It was the city comics and the Long Island comics and the Long Island comics. We were very animated and we would use the whole stage and act stuff out and do voices. And city comics at that time were always uh, set up punchline segue, set up punchline segue. You know, suit and tie guys, cerebral guys. Right. So I think naturally the kind of comedy I I was a confessional comedy talking about my life and and the way I interpreted it it was. Uh, more geared towards acting mm -hmm. and I was always afraid to learn acting and a lot of my friends at the time were afraid to like study to study it because we were afraid we wouldn't be funny anymore right because you you know you don't know what makes you funny you know I'll be honest with you I still don't fucking know you don't know I just, wow, I just <laughs> shit happens to me I write it down I can I can boil it off and get to what it is quicker but I have no <laughs> idea so uh, I, I naturally wanted to when I got comfortable with the um, with with learning learning what acting is, it did add to the stand up. But it was I was very fearful at the time. So when I I did study it, but I was afraid to implement it um, in, on stage. I'm always a bigger fan of people who kind of 
started comedy because they were hangout guys yeah. more than that comedy nerd where I really am writing yeah. you know and it's really you know that stuff can be great but it's never nearly as fun to be as some guy who could just walk in and own a party yeah. you know well those guys to me and that was where when it started in that little incubator with us is like you not had to be funny but it's like we gravitated toward each other because we made each other laugh right and that's you know pretty much all we had and I always like like Richard Pryor I remember the Santa Monica concert i saw that when i was 12 years old and it it blew my head off right he he just walked up and picked up the mic they didn't even introduce him <laughs> just walked on picked up the mic right. sit down and just started riffing with the audience and he just had you in the palm of his right. hand and the pathos the heart the guys he's having the heart attack bit on stage yeah and, I didn't understand a lot of it, but I just realized, I remember audibly saying, look what this man can do. Right. I didn't understand it, but it seemed important to me. It did seem so different than anything else mm -hmm. you had seen before. Where now, I don't know whether you could show a kid that and they could be shocked. Well, I don't know if they could be shocked, but if they were moved by it the way right. I was. You got to realize, when we were kids, it was it was different. There were three channels. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, I remember Saturday Night Live was, you were coveted to do that. This was right at the end when Belushi, right before Belushi left. Mm -hmm. And you would watch, stay up late. Sometimes you'd fall asleep. You'd stay up late, watch Saturday Night Live, and then redo the sketches in art class the next day. And that was the cool thing to do because the boom was happening. Rolling Stone went from putting musicians on the cover to putting comics on the cover. Right. So that's, that, that was the voice speaking to me at that time. Yeah, they did for a while. We'll call mm -hmm. it the new rock and roll. Remember, yeah. it was like this. This is the new rock and roll, and then it all became shitty again. And yeah, you everything's know. cyclical. Everything's yeah. you know. Uh, here's John in Arkansas. John. Hey there, Ronnie B. Uh, yeah. Hey Adam, I got a question for you. Um, I loved watching you on Top Gear. Thanks, pal. Uh, did you ever? Did you ever get a chance to meet the guys uh, on the BBC uh, version of it? We met. Ha we went to London for a press thing, and we got to meet Hammond. And uh, what a sweet guy Hammond was. We got to hang out with him. Rutt almost ripped his suit jacket when he tried to put it on. Rutt was just a guy to show he's a, he's a big fella. And uh, um, he was very, very sweet to us. We got an email from Jeremy when we first started the show. And uh, James May actually wrote an article about us uh, in some publication that really made us laugh. So the only one we met was Hammond. And the only one commu communication we had was with uh, Hammond and Jeremy. Uh, here's, um, here's Mike in Indiana. Go ahead, Mike. Hey guys, love the show, uh, Adam. Yeah, I'm curious. I see a lot of flack on the internet about how much better Top Gear UK is than the American one. Yeah, I, I think you guys are doing great. I think you you're getting into your groove and really getting there. Thanks, are, are you guys coming back this summer? Yeah, we're shooting season the second half of season four right now. Um, awesome. And you know, it was we knew when we were going into it because it was an established show, and sure. I was a fan of the show. I remember seeing the clips on the internet. Uh, and that's how I got uh, hooked on the show. And so there's naturally people like it's like when Comic Con went went corporate. Yeah, you know they're ruining it, man. <laughs> yeah. Look at these models. They don't even know who the Dark Knight is. I was there at the beginning. So so you're naturally going to get that that flack. But we didn't want to to cheapen the brand at all. I mean, one of the things we all looked at each other said, we can't be these guys. We have to be us in this context. Right. So so naturally, you're going to get people that uh, go, oh, I like the original version better. Well, you know, I, I would... 
bitch, except for I did it with The Office. It took me like three years yeah. before I would watch The American. I think it started coming on fucking like like seven o'clock at night on TV before I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot different. It's cool. I mean, they did it right, you know, right after seventeen seventy six. I like the original country better. It's you know. true though, <laughs> but you know. to me, fuck you, we won. The original thirteen <laughs> is where we peaked. Yeah. I hate it. And, and who was who was the fourteenth state? Do we even know? I have no idea. Somebody in fourteen. You think that would be a big deal? Yeah. Somebody who got into that fucking. I'm gonna guess it was like a horn player, like a background guy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where you didn't notice that much. We need another drummer. Yeah. The double drummer. Uh, it would be the original thirteen. Let me see. Who got the expansion right, franchise? Yeah. It says Tampa Vermont. Bay. I think it was Tampa Bay and Seattle. It says Vermont, so they must have been cut from another place, right? Yeah, they must have been. Did they secede from someone? Of Maine <laughs> or so yeah, it, it went Vermont, Kentucky, Tennessee, right, and then finally Ohio. Uh huh. And then we didn't get Louisiana until no, eighteen twelve. Didn't Jefferson say, you two guys? Yeah, you're in. Take, this is soccer you wish. You can bring you out there. I want a full report. Adam Farrar is here with us. He's playing the Gotham Comedy Club tonight in New York City. Yeah. Tonight through Sunday. And the new season of Nurse Jackie. That premieres on Showtime April 13th. Yeah. Season 6 is April 13th. And we're shooting season second half of season 4 right now. I don't have an air date for Top Gear. But Look that's at all the projects. History. All the projects you got going. Yeah. It's amazing. Hey, you know this business, man. Sure. Keep dancing while the music's playing. Yeah, hey, tapping away. There you go. Hey, yeah, but it's fun because I have like rampant ADD. Uh -huh. So it's nice to move from the. It's really bad, fellas. I mean, I had it before anyone knew what it was. You know? Uh huh. Now, if you have ADD and you're a kid, they give you speed. Isn't that nice? I never even worked that out. I never got. I never got amphetamine. You know what I got? Sit the fuck down. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> You know, Fez was just telling this story that they're now saying that if you yell at kids, it's as harmful as if you spank them. There's really? no difference. It's just that yeah, there's a difference. I've had it both happen to me. There's yeah. a difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a difference. Thank you. My problem was the yelling was always, you know, of course, the lead up to the hitting. Yeah. So the yelling was actually scarier. Both. Yeah, I got both. The yelling and the hitting. Yeah, well, I, guess, right. I think the scariest thing you got for me was that look. My father had right. a look. Like, not only did you know you were in trouble, but all the plants would die. Yeah, I mean, right. it was just, he gave me that look once at Jones Beach and the tide went out. It was just, it was this heavy yeah. look. And it was scary because it was the anticipation of like, is he going to remember this when we get in a car? Yeah. Because that's going to be the longest. Ride. I'll walk. You're in Jersey. I'll walk. I don't care. But did see, Fez, it seemed to me the reason why you got fucked up with it is you took it a lot more personal. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. You can't. You got to realize that's the game you're playing. Yeah, it was terrifying. Because once the, I mean, the hitting would stop, yeah. but the yelling continued, and that would, you know, fire right back up again so at a moment's notice. Now, was there a, who did the yelling and who did the hitting? Uh, my mother did both. Okay. My mother used to do both until the hitting stopped one day. You know, when the wooden spoon oh, came out? We had a metal one. You had a metal well, we I'm not trying to one. top you, but no, we had a metal one. We, and there was just a point where I grew up, my mother like tried to hit me, and I like took the spoon away, and I went, did you want this? And that's where, and that's where like everything just switched. Right. But the yelling kept going. I remember once I was upstairs, 
and it, it was Kiss Alive. The oh, album, the back, nice. the, the side four. I think it was rock and roll all night, and then Black Diamond, whatever, was pl- blasting it as as high as the zenith would go, right? <laughs> and they were yelling for me to come downstairs. And my mother came up and tried to break the record, and she couldn't break it. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't break it. And you don't want to laugh because you know she's upset. But. My mother just always went for basically prop weapons. Mm-hmm. I got hit with a garbage well, can one time. Hands well, no, we call like those weapons of match. opportunity. Right. Yeah. My brother got a loaf of bread, which, yeah, that, <laughs> but, you know, Fez, could what's you that? Get, could you get around now to at least, at least admitting that she was right? You guys were total fuck-ups. Mm-hmm. You drove her crazy. She gave you a home to live in. She gave you a food. You're all fucking sitting around fat on her couch. <laughs> of course, every once in a while, she's going to snap. Yeah. They were correct. Turn off no. the fucking music. This isn't your house. Yeah, my, turn the kiss off. I will tell. You, I will tell you this. It was. It was. I don't think I was ever. My father would lay out the law. I remember once we came home and I, I organized my brothers like like we're gonna pull a coup d'état. Right. <laughs> we don't think this is fair. And my father just went fair. Let me explain something. To you. you live in a dictatorship. I'm the dictator. The minute you feel you have a vote as to what goes on in this house, just sit down till that feeling goes away. And I said, all right. I pretty much know where we stand now. I used to go out on the school. I remember I was at Anthony's. No, it was, was it Anthony's? It was the old apartment. I was coming home. I didn't drive yet. And it was a school night. So I had to be like 16, 15, 16. And my father would say, listen, you're going to go out on school night? Fine. You're going to be in his house at 9 o'clock. I'm going to bed. I got up for work in the morning. I'm setting the alarm clock for 8.59. You better turn it off before I do. Okay. And I got home every night, turned off his alarm. I got it to where I could get into his room and turn it off without waking him up. One night I couldn't make it home in time, and I had to throw the fuse box downstairs. <laughs> I blacked out the whole house. It's like a game show. Yeah. But that's the game that you're in. For some reason, Fez, you took it a lot more personal than other people. Oh, yeah. It still fucks me up. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea, but the yelling was just... <laughs> Terrifying. Well, to what me. were they saying when they were yelling? It was it was really hard because to tell because she had such a loud screech right. that I'm sure dogs thought they were being yeah, punished okay. in the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, you got to get over a lot of stuff. I mean, I get over. You know, I guess when when you grow up, this I find myself speaking my father's voice coming out of my right. mouth, and I'm not physically big. Like my father was a big, he was an imposing figure, and I I hear that voice coming out of me, and, and look at me. Right, and people go. I remember some people say, "Listen, we're scared when you yell." I went, "I guess I'm doing it right because I'm not that intimidating looking physically." So I actually yelled at my kids, "Don't make me come up those stairs." And we lived in a ranch house. (laughs) Don't make me come up the stairs. And they would go, "Oh, okay." Did you grow up with stairs? Yeah, I used to going up, trying to sneak in at night and time your father's snoring with the squeak of the stair. (laughs) Take me twenty minutes to get up the stairs. Well, because I knew where the rug ended. And then, right. the third step is going to squeak. Step to the left, and then you got a time one while he's snoring. <laughs> got to catch him on the inhale. But see, that's the thing, Fez. We got in trouble too, but we knew we had it coming to us. It's something you put up. I invented something I would give out to any kid, mm. and that's go down the first slap. Whatever. Right. Oh, yeah. Hit, that's good. Hit the fucking wall. Down goes Frazier. Yeah. Just fucking count the lights. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? What happened? Because that's all they want to do. They want yeah. to say, you you know, you, you've done something wrong. 
give him a double. Yeah. Stop Go down, take shit. a dive in the first round. What are you gonna rope a dope mom? He's what did, gonna what did you want her to do? Like you? Yeah, that's I good really you. did. Good for, I have that too. I this, really did. I, I need. I have that approval shit too. I'm a uh -huh. comic. Look what I do for a living. <laughs> sure. My introduction would be our next act has a void in his life. He fills with the adulation of strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome the approval junkie himself. But yeah, it's that same kind of wanting to please Be and yeah, because there wasn't the nice times in between. Mm -hmm. She was either yelling or right. she was silent. Okay, there wasn't. Yeah, my father's either pissed off or asleep. What did you like better? Oh, when it was quiet, when yeah. she worked the third shift, yeah, and it was quiet in the house. See, that was it. That my father would break his. I would come home. You, I could see it as a kid. You could feel the energy just breaking his ass to give us a better life. So when I realized I can make him laugh, that was the most gratifying laugh because I could take the stress away. And that's how I my identity was formed around that because that's how I could contribute, you know, and does make it, things does better. Does it occur to you, Fez, that this woman was <clears throat> under a great amount of stress? Yeah, but you still don't beat up three kids. Come on, stop. Well, listen, you can beat up two if you're the third one. Yeah. You know, sacrifice the other two. Yeah, just shove someone in there, yeah. into the ring. Look, well, one of us has to go down. What do you want, for her to admit that she was wrong? Yes, that would be good. She fed you. She gave you life. Yeah, what, that what doesn't do you give her a right to smack me and well, scream well, all the well, time. I, I swear to God, I hit you right now. What did you do? Don't. What was the big offense? That's One time I spilled some milk. Okay. All right, I hate that. That was one of the big beatings. I fucking hate that. <laughs> All right, how yeah. old were you? I was 30. Uh, I, was, I think I was seven at that time. Okay. Now, were you messing around going, and she said, stop, 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 you're going to spill the milk, and finally spill the milk? No, I was just pouring a glass of milk. All right, I don't fucking believe you. No. No, no I don't. No, no one drops shit. milk I was just walking down the street. Yeah. No one drops the milk that has focus. Yeah, no one did, yeah I do like it. Listen, I was I was, saying I was my a child. Yeah, you okay. seven. Seven. You're fucking seven years if old. If she's working three shifts and you drop milk, she doesn't have the energy to hit you. You had to do something to really piss her off. Like, I'm telling you, you had to get the warnings before the hit comes. What with the milk all the time? <laughs> Just fucking constantly pouring yourself milk. Yeah. I enjoy you milk. You know what? If you were lactose intolerant, none of this would happen. That's a good point. But uh, Mondays were the worst night because mm -hmm. my dad was, that was the, one gay. of the nights, well, we think. Your father was gay? <laughs> kind of. Was he only gay on Mondays? What? No, well, that was the night he was, that was one of the nights of the week he was out of the house. I think that was when he was at night school. Mm -hmm. And that was oh, night school's a bar oh, in the village. Oh. <laughs> and Monday was the night she would clean the kids' bedrooms. Right. And then that. Why you was clean just, your own fucking bedroom? That was it. Was the night when she would change the sheets. Why and you could she, change your own sheets. I didn't know how. I was a little child. Mm -hmm. How old were you? This. I, oh, I remember. I was think. I think I was five. When I remember sitting on the couch, right. and it was kind of like a, a roulette wheel of which of the three of us at that time, there's four of us now, mm -hmm. but which one was going to get their name screamed and have to do that walk you know, down the aisle, down the right. hallway to the bedroom. So it's not like the price is right. We were excited to go. Get no. Oh, no, not no. to hear. Come on down. <laughs> yeah. No. Why did you take it so personal? You just can't care. Man, well, that's the thing. I cared. You, cared. You, wanted, you, didn't want, I cared. you didn't want your mom to be upset. What? No, my siblings, my siblings didn't care. Because they had friends. That could when be. When you have some friends, you have something to live for. Right. You have a whole nother life. Cause well, I you was, an, you, did you have a lot of friends growing up? The TV. That was it? Did you have a lot of friends that everyone could see growing <laughs> up? <laughs> if they were tuned to the same channel, I did. Yeah. They could. So that's why you took it personally. You didn't have a... 
didn't have an outlet to go. My mom, hey, mine too, man. It's fine. Yeah, that's right. There was no, there was no uh, source of comfort. It was, you know, it was just your mom, and when your mom started hitting you, yeah, that's yeah. why it all went to shit. I'll bet you never drink milk again. <laughs> I don't care for the taste of it See? now. There you go. Yeah. Every time you drink a glass of milk, you twitch because something's coming. Yeah, <laughs> and I so and I never went out to play very much. So, but and she and as I look back on it, mm-hmm. she took that really personally. I'm sure she did. That, that the little gay kid didn't go out to play. Right. <laughs> You're probably in there, fucking playing with your sister's dolls <laughs> and trying to turn the curtains into a fucking Look, wedding these dress. These dance routines are not going to write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Well, you spill your milk now. No. Then congratulate your mom for fighting straight. <laughs> there you go. She's straight. You learned. I haven't spilt the milk in a long time. Right. I bet you change your sheets on Tuesdays now. Why can't you just admit that you had it coming to you, that there's a fucking receipt for everything in life? There is mm. a receipt. I you, did not have it coming to me. I was a little kid. You, you gave your fucking self. Uh, they gave you food. They gave you shelter. You didn't have that coming to you mm-hmm. either. You got some good it's times, some bad times. It's up to you to find your own self-esteem room. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Young fella. Adam, this could be a book. <laughs> Adam Farrar here with us. Gotham Comedy Club tonight through Sunday, all through the weekend. And on Nurse Jackie, the new season premiering April 13th. And the new season of Top Gear. Are coming into history in Soon. May. Uh, May? Don't know. We're shooting them now. I don't know when they're going to okay. air. So. Sometime this year. Yeah, we'll hope so. And Fezzi, you're getting some help from Adam as well. <laughs> yes, I am. Well, I feel bad. You're in a lot of pain. I can see it. Lay he down. He is in pain. Lay down. But it's constant pain. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much you try to help him, he stays in that pain. Ah, so. Like at one point, your eyes watered up talking about your mom. Oh yeah, yeah. It was when um, when Adam said um, you wanted her to like you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same thing. We, that's and especially if you didn't have any friends, that was your only source of you know feedback. The weird thing is, she likes me. She adores you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know why? Why? I'll give her the fucking back of my hand. She starts saying shit her out of here. You've never spilled the milk. I'll fucking spill the milk right down her goddamn face. Yeah. Here's how I play, old lady. Look. This is my game. Yeah, you don't scare me, lady. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go home and just fucking grab her and shake her? Um, I don't think it... I'm still scared of her. Right. And I don't think it would do any good. I mean, my brother, my little brother confronted her about it. And? And she said, that's a lie. You're making it all up. Oh, yeah. I used to tell my mother exactly what we did at night. And she didn't want to. I would come. What'd you do tonight? Well, we hung around a deli, tried to get all the kids to buy us beer. Oh, go to bed. Okay. My conscience is clear. You built you your world any way you want, Miss Castles in the Sand. This is what I was doing. By the way, who were the men that took that money and went in and bought kids beer? And I used to do the same thing. Yeah. Hey, would you go in and get us a quart of beer, a bottle of wine? And they would go, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, we'd have to go through like four or five. And then the sixth guy would go, okay. Well, we used to throw him one. We'd say, listen, you pick up a six, keep one for yourself. I was a little gangster. Do me a favor. You, you who looks 20, take this. We want to say our appreciation. Get yourself a 40. Okay. Your appreciation. Yeah, a little something for you. Why are you going to wet your beak on this deal, too? A little bit. Yeah, a little, a little taste. Bit. You find some jinky guy. Listen, the DTs are setting in, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Some guy just going in in a pair of shorts and no shirt. That's, That's the guy to look for. <laughs> there was always, man, I always, I, remember when Cops was on? Yeah. And I always wish, how do those criminals get those abs? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see the people, first of all, you ever get arrested, they're never wearing a shirt, but they're ripped. Yeah. I'm like, 
and you've been living on what? Like boogers and screw top wine. You're freaking yeah. almost homeless. They're, they're meth abs is what they are. Is Just that constant <laughs> meth abs, yeah. They don't bring that up, but if you really want to stay in shape... That's the way to do it. Now, they don't have any hair or teeth. You know what I mean? That's going yeah. out just in clumps. Yeah, there's no retirement plan. No. You're in the moment. And then straight under a kiddie pool until they fucking catch you. <laughs> yeah. they, everyone thinks they invented the kiddie pool. Mm. The abs may come from just jumping over so many fences. Yeah, but ab, they're, everyone's cut up and skinny. I mean, they're, scream, they're batshit crazy yelling. <laughs> you know, I guess that's the trade-off. A tenuous connection to reality, but you're cut. A lot of running yeah. from the police. Mm. When are you going home again, Fizz? Um, Probably not to the end of the year. Where's home? Florida. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Yeah. yeah. Where in Florida? Uh, St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. Not Russia? Or what no. used to be that Russia? That would be great. No, mm. this is the Florida St. Petersburg. Saint, what is that? St. Petersburg, Northern Florida? Where Central, yeah, but it's Tampa Bay. Tampa, Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. Yeah. They got wow. the new uniforms, and they're all feeling fucking Did you see the uniform? I played yeah. there's an improv in Tampa Bay. It's like you got to get through the, the, the social shift from Ybor City yeah. and into right outside of Ybor City. It's like yeah. you can't leave it. Don't leave the bus. It's the forbidden zone. You yeah, can't, right. It's a fucking human zoo out there. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you can see that. You can see that. The, like the, they, they built up one area. But and you can see the, you can feel the economic shift. It's like crack, 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 cocaine, <laughs> cocaine, <laughs> cocaine. And then two more blocks. Crack, 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 crack. Yeah, Tampa's Tampa's wild. What did they do with the uh, the new uniforms? They, the emblem is bigger. Yeah. The right? emblem's bigger, and then they've got this fucking leotard. Weird, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, put it up for us, Fezzy. Put up your new uniform on the computer. I I, I couldn't even understand it. The new numbers look really weird too. They're in They're this alarm yeah. clock numbers. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like weird. those the '70s digital. Yeah, clock numbers? like rollerball numbers. Oh, you know, Jonathan, Jonathan. It's oh, not a game. Oh. Was never a game. <laughs> I watched that fucking movie at Harvey. Oh, God, I saw it with the spike glove and the motorcycle. Yeah. I, I never understood it. I just knew that the ball had to go in. And, <laughs> but I never understood that this movie. Was fucking great. But it was so cool. Yeah, it was when amazing. It came out. Oh this... wow, yeah, that emblem's huge. It looks, yeah. like, it looks like it looks like gang colors, like they're wearing a bandana. Yeah, and then you've got yoga pants for some yeah. reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It looks just awful. Yeah. They made, they did make the skull meaner looking. Yeah. The skull is now scowling on the helmet logo. I never logo. saw a friendly skull. No, I you didn't. it was yeah. fucking scary enough. Yeah. Now it's got mm. mean eyebrows. It looks like Uncle Leo from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, I'm not a fan. And they got the, you know, the gloves with the buccaneer thing on the inside when they hold their hands Oh, like did you this. see that, Fez? No, I didn't see oh, that yeah, part yeah, of it. Really they got the palms together. Yeah, you'll be wearing the gloves this year, Fez. Yeah, I'll get those. Well, I'm still cold out. Forget the gloves, Fez. Get a sippy cup so you don't spill shit and traumatize yourself. You're so fucked up. I would have still had to put the lid on it. Lick that milk off the floor. You ever realize how many kids had it worse than you? Does that ever even get around to you now? That there's fucking people out there that kill their kids or bang their kids in the ass. You didn't have any or of that. Or sue their kids. Did yeah. you see that? That chick? No. The one that's suing the parents, the one in New Jersey? Jersey. Yeah, they no. got They threw it out of court. They did throw it out? Yeah, she For tried what? to emancipate herself. and they But she still wanted money? Yeah. yeah, she wanted. She was in private school. I think I read. I half read the article. She was in private school, then she was suing the parents because she left the house and she's staying with 
her friend's parents who, who started the lawsuit. First of all, we couldn't get our friend's parents to drive us to roller skating. <laughs> yeah. This is like, can my friend stay over? Yeah. C- can you sue her parents? <laughs> get the fuck. I'll just say this. My friend's parents drank the wrong kind of juice and made fucked up mashed potatoes. <laughs> I couldn't stand their food over there. Your mom cooks like shit. Got sunny delight. Doesn't your father have a job? I couldn't stand it. Like, you want to stay for dinner here? Yeah. No. Yeah. Never. I'll be here for till dinner, and I'll be right back after. Yeah. <laughs> Were you the house where all the kids hung out? Oh, no, no. Home? People, yeah, kids weren't allowed. I was allowed to go into other kids' house, mm-hmm. but no, uh, I was never allowed to have a kid in, in my mom's house. Okay. No. What is that? They would mess it up. I got a clean house. Every yeah, everything had to stay clean. So she wasn't going to have a bunch of grind. She was working three shifts. No, she only worked the third shift. Right. She was a telephone operator. She was a security mm-hmm. guard. <laughs> <laughs> fucking train tracks. <laughs> she was a bouncer. Sound, sounded like she was an underboss. <laughs> <laughs> so you, she was a, a telephone operator yep. in Florida, and it was you and two. Two brothers, brother and sister? Yeah, my older brother and my older sister. Okay. Before my little brother came along late in life. And who took who took most of the heat? Oh, that was me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And what We've were... talked about it. They've agreed. They've agreed it was you? Yeah, that took the, that took the most of the uh, you wrath. Th- <laughs> you think it was all because she was worried you were a gay kid? Yeah. Now that, I mean, I didn't think that at the time. Right. But when... Now it makes sense. Oh, yeah, because Even that, when she was screaming, you little fag and stuff like that, <laughs> didn't bother you. Well, cl- close enough when she screamed, why can't you be normal like the other boys? That's not traumatic oh, at all. She said that? Yeah. Oh, you poor bastard. Why did you hold that this long? Oh. Yeah, that was um just... Because at the time, I didn't know what it meant. Oh, you poor kid. Yeah, I think I was playing with a stuffed animal or something. Oh, oh that's terrible. And I never, like I said, I never wanted to go outside. Oh. So, I, yeah, I just... I feel bad. You're like, like Herbie wants to be a dentist. Right. Just <laughs> right. You. Yeah. That's You're terrible. upstairs with a stuffed animal playing a little game you call blowjobs. <laughs> It wasn't the game me and the stuffed elephant were playing. I didn't know that she... Mm-hmm. Did you ever bring up to her? Or are you embarrassed that... Um... No, I've never brought that up to her. I, I remember... What are you waiting for? I mean, I remember it happening. Right. But I didn't remember... I mean, I didn't what think anything happening? of it at Mom, the time. this is Daniel? I mean, well... <laughs> I, thought, I thought, you know, oh, she by normal, she meant go outside and play. Oh, okay. Go play football with the other kids in the street. When did you know? A couple years back. A couple years back. Yeah. Okay. He's held it all this time. He hasn't done anything yet. No? With men or women. No. Really? Nothing. See, I just think you're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you would get along with my mother. Yeah. I wouldn't hit you. I just think he's lazy. <laughs> he's lazy. Look, I enjoyed television a lot as a I kid. I put shit off in my life, too, but make a decision. Have you made the decision? Yeah, I, j- I came out uh, a couple years ago. Perfect. There you have, go. Have you dated anybody since? No, I haven't. Lazy. <laughs> Lazy. You can't just phone it in, baby. You got to be in it to win it. <laughs> you got to. You got to get out there. Get out there. Get a get a grinder app. Make an applicant. Get in there. Yeah, I, I, I don't want like the anonymous hookup sex. Okay. So what are the other apps for meaningful relationships? I don't know. Well, help them out. Well, I don't guys. think it... Why is it my responsibility? I, I It says fine. the Ron and Fez show. I'm right. out of here soon. I think it should say the I Ron... I can't do everything. I think it's, it should be the Ron or Fez show. Ron or Fez. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. That's funny. Um, 
Here's uh, here's Kyle. He's got a great idea. Okay, Kyle. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, I think you got to sort this out. You got to call uh, Fez's mom on air, and uh, you know, there's always two sides to every story. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's that not going to get him hit again. Here's the problem. <laughs> the problem is we would end up hearing the truth. That's why we won't do that. You would hear her truth. Yeah. You would hear her truth. I, I agree what you said. But you said what your dad did to you all that time, and then your your sister said it happened to all of you, and you said it was just you. It was just me. Your sister said something different. There's more than one truth, like you said. Mm. We're just getting your truth, and you're already saying you're still caught up in whether the guilt or shame or whatever you have. Oh yeah, yeah. But I you still got, feel, you got, yeah, I still feel the guilt and shame a lot of it. Her guilt and shame, and you it took because I I did that too, Mike. It, it's all comedy's all you know, shame based and pain and stuff, and right. like this is the only way I can articulate it to. But then when there's a certain there's a barrier between how much shame is is put on you by your parents and how much you actually have, and ninety percent of it is someone else's shame that you're carrying around. You got to put that shit down, baby. What do you think your parents were ashamed of? I think. Oh, you mean in their lives? Mm-hmm. Besides having the gay kid? Mm. Yeah. Um, I my mother always had a problem with like keeping up with the neighbors. Oh yeah, my mom had that too. My mom's like, "What are the neighbors gonna?" S-? My mother's big thing is, "What do the neighbors think?" I don't even mm-hmm. know who my neighbors are. <laughs> I know what they name their Wi-Fi. That's as close as I get. <laughs> but I have no idea. I don't give a shit with the neighbors. I don't even know who they are. But yeah, my my mom had that's very old school. Yeah, yeah, and so you didn't have enough money. No, didn't have enough money. And you know, and your dad was financially a fuck up. He left her fucking destitute. Yeah, he did. He left her in debt. He fucked around. Mm. So why can't you have a little? See what she went through. Why can't you just sit there and some sympathy for this woman? I mean, there's sympathy there, but I don't hear any. Do you, but do you, I don't have sympathy for someone who smacks around kids. Okay. Does you do you do you do you believe your mother loved you? No. Okay, well, I think there it is. I think she does now, but I think she was really as I think back on it, I think she was really like this one, you know, we could remove from the group. Right. I you always felt like loves, that. So that's you got you got to look into that. And why do you think she loves you now? I think now because um Getting older. Okay. Can I just add you something? It was so closer awful, to the grave. Right? Mm-hmm. It was so terrible. Why'd you stay there until you were fucking 30? Still looking for the approval. Yeah. Why don't you look for a fucking apartment? Seriously, you're still in there spilling milk and fucking... It's crazy to do that. Um, here's Red in Canada. Red, go ahead. Um, so I just got some dating advice for Fez. That, that should work. It's, it's been proven in history that Fez should have married Patty... Because once you're married, you get hit on by people left and right. Now, I don't know if that works in the gay world. I don't know. But I can't say why I wouldn't. He should have married Patty. Uh, right. Joe and Syracuse. Gay world is in Florida, isn't it? It's like an amusement park. Should yeah. be. Gay world. Adam? Yeah, go ahead. I had a question for Adam. Yes, he's right here. Uh, Hello. Hey, Adam. How you doing? I'm good, pal. Uh, South Gear is such a great show, uh, the BBC one and your show. And there's so much other crap on television. Why is your show not on more? Um, that's 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 above my pay grade, brother. We make them, and then it's up to the suits when they air them. And I know they do marathons when we come back, but I uh, uh, I really can't answer that question. I know you can get them online. I think we're on iTunes. Yeah. And I know we just did we just did season three. We just did the uh, commentary underneath it. 
And our, our tradition is, uh, I think we have some crown and sprites, and we throw a few back while we're doing it. <laughs> Here's uh, Brian and Pierre. You're on the Ron Fez Show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I'm a big fan. Thanks, Ronnie, pal. we gotta got to call Fez out. All the years I've been listening, this story never came about. That, oh, his mom's saying, why can't you be normal? I never heard it before either until today. I think he feels safe today. Yeah, he does. I think he feels safe. I think. Thank you. I'm getting an Adam Ferrara hug. Yeah. It's okay, man. All right, Adam. I don't know whether you've ever had a guy stalker before, but you (laughs) just fucking opened up a door. Honey, is he still there? Yeah. Yeah. Spill some milk. It freaks him out. And we'll make a break for it. Now, none of us have ever heard that story before, Fez. I thought I had told that story before. Well, you can guarantee it. People tape these shows now. Yeah. You never told it. Yeah, mm. that was... that was. Uh, it always stuck with me. I didn't know what it... Like I said, I didn't know what it meant at the time. Yeah. But, yeah, that always... But that's the other thing, too, is when you get older, you can look back. And it's like, I look back at my family when I get older. I said, you know, I just thought, you know, Uncle Aldo was a happy guy. He was always smiling. He had a stroke. Right. He just had that yeah. smile was on his face yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Oh, he's so outdoorsy. He's <laughs> drunk in the yard. That's not outdoorsy. But see, you got to look back without judgment. You can't sit there and yeah, go, that's the big I thing. Wanna have the, I, I want these people to change who they are. You never get to do that. You have to change the way you look at it. Or change the way you react to it. Yeah. you gotta, you got to de- declaw the tiger. Well, I actually went out and started, I joined like the, the little kid, I can't remember what they called the league, the eight-year-old well, football. You're, you're too yeah. old to do that now, Fez. No, that not now. Help. I you did it then. You can't mm-hmm. go out and do that. They're but you made an effort kids. to be the, 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 the be son normal. your mom wanted yeah. to be. Well, normal is just as relative. You wanted to be to what she wanted to be to get the approval. So that's where all the resentment comes from. you got to put the resentment down, baby. Here's the other thing, Fez. Why can't you look back and say, here's this woman, she's religious, she was broke. She was married to a ne'er-do-well. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even want these kids. But she put up with it, no matter how crazy it made her. It's kind of heroic. About, she I don't see her as a hero at all. Are you still alive? Yeah. Did she feed you? Did she, did she, if, according to you, she had somebody that she didn't even like, and yet she kept you safe and warm and fed till you were fucking 30. Which, by the way, I don't. I think you believe that because you need a place to put the pain and, and how dare she. But if your mother didn't love you, you would have been out at 18. Yeah, I, there was one time when she went off on me and my sister had come home from high school. Yeah. And I told my sister about it because she had hit me with a broomstick. Mm-hmm. And I told I had never, ever told anyone when she was hitting me. Right. Because it would just make her madder. And then I I told my sister about it, and that was the that was the time when she said, "If you do this when your father comes home, mm-hmm. you bring it up to him." Um, how did she put it? Oh, my sister had left right. again, and then she went back after me, and she said, "It you know it won't be your sister leaving the house." Wow. Okay. So she hit you with a broomstick. Yeah. So I was like, really? Did you drop water on her. She start to melt. No, that didn't okay. work. That didn't work. This is before she attacked Poland. Um, but took it in 22 days. Yeah. Efficient. You got to say good things about him. You know, when it came to that. Uh, Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, you know, Fez, um, it's too bad that you're never going to have children of your own because being a parent makes you understand where your parents were coming from. I mean, point. my mother was a taskmaster, Italian family. 
wooden spoon was the weapon of choice. Mm-hmm. She was a real taskmaster, and boy, you, know, you really had to. And she beat me up, up, up and down, back and forth. But you know what? I, I forgave her a long time ago because I realized that she was very, very unhappy, and she had she was married to my father, who didn't help her, help her at all. So I think if you can understand where your parents are coming from and the kind of because you know when you're a child, you don't think your parents have their own problems. But, yeah, he still has a childhood perception mm-hmm. of reality. He's still looking at it through a confused little boy's eyes. But that filter, that approval thing, and we have the same the approval, the need for approval. You also need approval from this this holier than now. Like that's you know everything. Yeah. Their world is perfect. I have to mm-hmm. fit into that. Uh, criteria that that your parents sets to you when it's just you know they're, they're they're just a human being too so if you get past the fact that you know why why didn't they they're supposed to be perfect they're not you know you have no idea how abused they were when you were kids yeah they you don't know what she went through in her life you have no idea because you're still seeing it like and a kid. you react to like I took a lot when I first started yes about acting when I first started doing the, these improvs and acting class, you go back to what you know. And I remember being in a scene, there's an exercise called gibberish where you don't use words, you just, mm-hmm. you let the emotion come out. And it was when I got lost or frustrated, I went right into my father yelling. That was just the default setting I have. So the default setting in your head is like every time you do something wrong, you blame your mom or every time you get get some kind of reaction or negative reaction, you put it back on her and that's how the resentment builds up. And it's always somebody else's fault. Never you're not standing up taking fucking ownership of it because you don't have to because you're being a little kid. Um, here's uh, Brad. Brad, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Adam, I'm a cop, and I just wanted to say that the cop character that you play on Nurse Jackie is my most favorite fictional huh. cop character ever. Thank you, you brother. You are fucking fantastic on that show. Thank you so much, pal. I got to thank my friend uh, my friend Jimmy Kiernan, who's uh, a cop I grew up with. Uh, he gave me, let me do a bunch of ride-alongs. Man, those belts are heavy. God bless you guys. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Shit. I, I, in yeah. fact, season two, I went, can we lose some of this stuff? It's make-believe. <laughs> the first season we did, I actually sit down in uniform, and I had to ask, uh, Frank asked Jackie out, and we sit on this bench. I sat down on one of the first takes, sat right on the keys. I went, I don't want to ruin a take. I'm asking her out keys in my ass. And I'm like, thank God it wasn't the pepper spray. Everything's real but the gun. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is heavy. Thank you, my friend. Isn't it weird that he walk around with like utility belts now? It's just yeah. gigantic. And how are you supposed to get to any of that stuff? I know. Thank God he doesn't have to pull his gun. Right. Because I could. I played a cop before uh, on a show called The Job. Uh, it was a detective show. So we were playing clothes. And I had to wear a sidearm. And I, I forget what I saw, but someone had a left-hand draw. And I thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> and, you know, you, as soon as you get a gun, make-believe right. gun or not, the first thing you do is you go into the mirror and play De Niro. <laughs> like, you're talking to me? Talking to me, so that's what I had the left hand drawer like this, and I, I still got the poster we had, and I'm standing like this. <laughs> so I don't have any. I would shoot myself in the head. I was talking to Anthony this morning about it. he's got all manner of fire. Oh yeah, yeah, he's ready for the apocalypse. Oh yeah, he's like the fourth most powerful nation in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he seriously, he just passed India. Yeah, now he got more guns than India, mm-hmm. uh, but. With him, it's like an obsession. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he cannot... He sees something, he needs to own it now. Mm-hmm. I must have that. And he can. And he can, yeah. He's like, he's like that Russian guy on the direct TV commercial. I jump in it. <laughs> He'll have, like, tiny giraffes <laughs> and whatever he wants. Yeah. but He's no, like Gomez Adams. Yeah. Capital idea. I'll buy one. I got a drawer full of cash. 
Uh, here is uh, here's uh, Tom. Tom in Boston. You're on the run first show. Tom. Lost your buddy. Let's go over to uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the run first show. Yeah, talking about the whole uh, wooden spoon treatment. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have got a wooden spoon. Cast iron skillets hurt like hell. Cast iron. Wow. Was it hot? Yeah. I mean, you should take it right off yeah. the goddamn stove. I got your bacon. Um, it, there was a few times where it got lodged in the wall where my mom threw it like a hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my, my dad was a very, very angry meth head. And he had a uh, about a three-inch wide solid leather belt. Mm. And he would uh, run it underneath the sink first. Wow! Nice nice I mean, nice now that is abuse when you're prep. Yeah. When yeah. you have prep work yeah. to do. That, that's that, that, that's, <laughs> that's not coming yeah. out of a spontaneous like, thing. When, is your last name Desaad? I think like they always say, don't hit kids in anger. I'm like, I think that's the only time to hit a kid. Yeah. If you're just feeling okay about it. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I'm calm Look, here, but I'm going to smack you. Let's get this over with. <laughs> Things are going good. <laughs> that's really insane. Yeah. I don't think, you know, at that, and it's also the time we grew up in, they didn't know yeah. any better. No. Didn't know long-term effects or anything. They were certainly better than the people who raised them. That's what people yeah, forget. Yeah, it, it all moves forward. Yeah. It's, it's your responsibility to shed what no longer serves you so you don't pass that crap exactly on. Exactly right, My man. father told me, he goes, look, I'm not your friend. I'm your father. My job is to make a man out of you and give you a better life than I had. You got to do better than me. You got you to gotta move this forward. And look at you. You got gigs going in every which direction. Uh, yeah, work. Oh, yeah. I'm a renaissance man. I'm building a flying machine for the Medici family. <laughs> Adam Ferrara at the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City tonight through Sunday, all through the weekend. And the Nurse Jackie premiere uh, Sunday, April 13th at 9 p.m. And look for a new season of Top Gear sometime this year. Sometime this year. We're making them now. On history. Well, it was great having you uh, stop you, in fellas. today, man. I wish we- you luck, my friend. Thank you, Adam. Be happy. Be responsible for your own happiness. All right. Uh, everybody have a... Oh, we got five minutes? I've, I've been looking I've been, over for fucking I've been wa- cues. I've been waiting for cues myself. Time we're shutting out. Well, you know what, Fez? Here's something. You bitch about Chris Stanley every day, but we couldn't live without him. No, we need him back in here. All right. Adam and I are leaving. Okay. You uh, have a great end of the show. You <laughs> take care now. No. We're leaving the baby behind. Make it hysterical. I Don't let anything... I want this house immaculate. I better not see the milk on that floor! I'm going to end up spilling the milk if that happens. Uh, uh, how much, so much... I'm still waiting for a time cue. Something anytime, man. I'd love to. So, I right, just... Uh, I, the time cue I got is that it has already passed, so I don't know why we don't hear Satellite of Love. But Adam Ferrara, thank you so much. Gotham Comedy Club in New York City tonight through Sunday. Nurse Jackie premiering Sunday, April 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And later, new season. Fuzzy. Have a great weekend, buddy. Thank you, Ron. Goodbye, Val. Appreciate it. <laughs> Also, make sure you go to ComedyCellar.com. That's your chance to see next Tuesday Ron Bennington with Rich Voss and Bunny McFarlane. It's the live podcast of My Wife Hates Me. That's happening next Tuesday, 7.30 at the Village Underground in New York. ComedyCellar.com.
Tomorrow, you can also hear Queen and Adam Lambert live and unscripted with Ron Bennington. That's Brian May, Roger Taylor of Queen, and Adam Lambert talking about their new tour. That's going to be on Classic Vinyl Channel 26 Encore uh, airings Saturday. That's tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern and Sunday at noon Eastern. Sean Dunn, thank you for coming by. It's uh, camgirlsdoc.com. Camgirlsdoc.com. If you want to see his Kickstarter campaign, we had Tasha and Aya in the studio today, the Cam Girls. Sean Dunn's brand new documentary, Cam Girls, camgirlsdoc.com. And Adam Ferrara, tonight at the Gotham Comedy Club in New York. That's tonight through Sunday, all through the weekend. And watch for him on the brand new season of Nurse Jackie with Edie Falco on Showtime, April 13th at 9 p.m. Uh, my Wife Hates Me, the live podcast. That's going to be happening Tuesday, March 11th. That's the date on that, 7.30 p.m. You can get tickets at thecomedycellar.com. Comedycellar.com. That performance is going to be at the Village Underground. It's Rich Voss and his wife, Bonnie McFarland, uh, doing their live podcast, My Wife Hates Me Live, with special guest marriage counselor, Ron Bennington, 130 West 3rd Street in New York next Tuesday. Adam Ferrara, he's going to be at the Gotham Comedy Club. That's in New York City tonight through Sunday. Nurse Jackie, he's going to be in the new season of that, of course. That's premiering April 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Showtime. And the brand new season of Top Gear, that is coming up later this year on History. Want to remind everyone that next Tuesday it's the My Wife Hates Me live podcast going on at the Village Underground. Go to comedycellar.com to get tickets to be there. Rich, Rich Voss, Bonnie McFarland, special guest wedding counselor Ron Bennington. The show's produced by Robert Kelly and, uh, and, and Dan Soder will also be there. Adam Ferrara, Gotham Comedy Club, uh, New York City. That's tonight through Sunday. Nurse Jackie uh, with Adam that's Ferrara. That's the Dubai Show. Donk. Uh, that's the uh, Dubai Show. Donk. Uh, that's the uh, Dubai Show. Donk. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to The Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.